listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Took a brother's life with a knife as his wife. Cried. Because he died of trifling death. When he left his very last breath. Was I slept, so watch your step. Back in the sisters of... Ugh, fuck this whole verse. Back in the 60s, our brothers and sisters were hanged. So how could you gang bang? And never ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan. Now she never have to run from a black man. Because that's... Self-destruction. self-destruction. You headed for self-destruction. Couldn't put that out today. They be having those bars that are like preachy bars. (laughs) Never had to put the foot, foot, foot. Went to the street. Went outside. Got me a sandwich. Got extra cheese. Got a little piece. Yeah, you couldn't, uh, can't do that these days, man. That would have been, uh, they would have got called some coons for that one. But it is. <laughs> Pull your pants up and act real right. Right, rhymes with something. <laughs> what about black on black crime? Yeah. Um, oh my God. Maybe that's what oh. that's what Republicans are missing, man. They want to get black outreach. They need to reach out to some of these old black rappers because they probably oh. at that age now where they would do like the whole respectability politics and stuff. They probably would be down with it, man. Well, how much is Cool mm-hmm. Mo making today? Right? crazy right cool mo d should be doing the band carson rap you know? oh man oh, man. oh. Yeah. <laughs> on the ship look at how much time we spent coming to the stage as undocumented immigrants I'm like oh that's not <laughs> that's not how that happened at all cool mo d no that's that's not how this I, I, I i texted i texted Saro. all right okay uh so Saron- Atlanta time so it takes it takes away in georgia time so it takes a while you gotta watch out for that nigga because sometimes he'll just like pop up on you and even oh shit oh damn <laughs> hey baby you want to be on the show with Who's us big ass gi joe yeah yeah come through you man get the stool from that side um and of course uh this is the black Test podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher search the black Test, leave us five star reviews as long as uh they're nice we'll read them on the air mm-hmm. the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme um and i'm rod and of course i always have my co-host here my wife karen, karen. Mm-hmm. and uh we have a special guest today i'm all thrown off we started talking before we even did the intro um but we got a couple special guests now um mm-hmm. uh a bonus surprise uh guest as well uh, of course you got mike brown uh one of the members of the deceptive comics what's going on mike <laughs> <laughs> For those that can only hear the audio, I think I think Saron just broke Mike's stool uh, live yeah, on the air. Too big for the stool. Too big for the stool. <laughs> you gonna give Saron them little people stools and stuff, man? You probably just have to stand up and kneel or something, nigga. You need a country <laughs> stool. Can't handle another country Negro weight. Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What's up, Are Mike? Um, man. We we are on day six of the Decepticomics tour. Uh, it is thank you. It's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun, silly moments. Sarome is here, being in New York, just destroying things and, and trying to understand the ways of the uh, the New York world. Oh, it's yeah. it's completely different. They don't have washing machines up there. Not in ha- not like in our apartments. Are you crazy? Mm. What? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no, Mm-mm. I ain't going no goddamn lunch. Mm-mm. 
no our apartment got them built in they was like come on in we got the washer and the dry for your ass yeah life mm. is, life in the city is hard i guess y'all niggas out mm-hmm. here i'm paying rent <laughs> then i got to pay 50 dollars to buy some clothes fuck that All right y'all niggas walking around with quarters in y'all pockets still and shit yeah, we got we got we got Downey in our Tims. You know what I mean? So we go y'all ain't that playing uh y'all playing Space Invaders waiting on y'all shit to dry. <laughs> hey, that's not good we at all. We got laundry rats. That where the rats will come in and do your laundry. They, they <laughs> um but yeah we got my man Sarome in here standing in the background like uh the homies that come to the battle rap but they not rapping. Like that's yeah. how that's how look like the fruit of islam and shit <laughs> my man got bars my man got bars you like a bean pie i got that draco they don't want with big soldiers they want to be soldiers <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh how first of all how's the tour going man that six days in it's good man um <laughs> it's been feeling good to do do comedy you know one right after the other um meeting all these different people in these nice um new cities we performed for the first time in boston this time performed for the first time in uh uh a new casino in connecticut yeah. uh so it's been good man I've been meeting new people met you know and it's just fun it's fun being on the road and you know, and laughing and joking with these uh rascals the decepticons you know getting closer as brothers and shit like that so it's always been good Man, this is this is beautiful, man. Like I've been, I, I ain't gonna. I have been, I've been loving it. I've been enjoying it, and every time y'all do a show, I look on social media, particularly Twitter, and people rave about how much fun they had. How it was such, I, and so we're disappointed that y'all are at, y'all come to North Carolina, but y'all are actually a little bit too far. Yeah, we have three places in North Carolina, three, and none of them close to Charlotte, man. What's, what's going on with that? How, how is that possible? North Carolina is big. It is. Yeah, it is. It is a bigger. It's a bigger state than people think. Right. Um, yeah. Full of full of biggest from sea to sea. Yeah, you got to go cross when you got to go crossways. Nah, you 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 gonna be driving for a little while. You gotta yeah. Go well, um, like okay, so Sarone said uh, it's different, like getting up and doing shows back to back. Um, Mike, being in New York, do you do like? Is it easier to get up night after night? Yeah. Yeah, we we could uh there's like like uh, yesterday I I did a show at uh Greenwich Village Comedy Club and there's like on that on that street is Greenwich, there's comedy cellar, there's this other spot, uh Grizzly Pear where a lot of comics just have their own shows running all night. Around the corner is a spot called Village Lantern where they have shows going all night. So you can get up on average like three, four times a night if you want. All the shows wow. will be different. Yeah. But um it's it's different for us like having like these one shows a night in very different areas. Mm. So like the Mohegan Sun Castino crowd was totally different than that Boston, Massachusetts crowd, which was totally different from that New York City crowd that we had. Mm. And so for us it's like, okay, we're doing the same same jokes every night and it's like you're feeling where, okay, this is really funny here or they might not have gotten that reference. Where in New York it's like I think everybody has like a basis level of like references and knowing certain things. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. They're more they're more hip if that if that makes sense. Like they're more aware of shit. You kind of branch outside of that. People, you know, people are like what the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. They might not be on social media. Well, that's why I'm um, I'm trying to kind of hear as a country ass uh, liaison. <laughs> get everybody comfortable with what's going on. I was like, I'll be, I'll be the intermediary whenever we go different places. 
I'm the, chap- I'm the chaperone when we come to North Carolina. Uh, yeah, so I'm like the translator on Star Trek. Like, they always, ah! when they go out to the planet, they always had a one person that speaks that shit. Like, oh, nah, man, don't say that. Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. wrong. That's me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, Uhuru, son. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you need somebody from the area because I can see them coming down here and not saying the right shit. You go, Mm-mm, you don't do that down south. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, that's yeah. that's also uh, the thing that I really like about it, man. I've been enjoying it, is the fact that you know y'all put it together mm-hmm. um, on y'all own, man. Like watching this come up from like Twitter right to just like you know watching people like retweet each other or mm-hmm. almost like meet online for the first time to watching people like come up and do something together like this that's real positive and you know really difficult man you think yes. about it'd be difficult for one person to be like i'm gonna be doing a tour uh right. at this place at these places come meet me uh getting five people together the schedules all that stuff man like that's uh, I'm in all you guys, man. And I'm uh kudos. Yeah, I'm really I'm really proud of everything y'all are doing. It's been a lot of work, man. Yeah, yeah, we we appreciate that. I mean, it's it's also interesting like having uh these personalities. Like, you know, like we we've, we've all done shows together like for the past 5 years we've done shows together, right? right? But this is the first time we're like, all right, for the next 3 weeks we're going to be in together. You know what I mean? Right. It's different when we do I I saw somebody uh Said, hey, no, no DC date. Usually we would just do like one show in DC, you know, be a fun little weekend, fun little two nights, and then we just call it a day. You right. know what I mean? But this time it's like, all right, we are staying together. Uh, we, we are doing this lodging thing and, and we're like really writing together really for the first time, going over jokes for the first time, like just together as a unit. Mm. Um, and it's fun. And so it's, it's so much hard work, especially as like independent comedians you know right. what i mean like we don't have like that huge cosign except for dang stop they they gave us some sponsorship but they're not like pushing us we're That's like dope, you know, though. They, they, i mean it helped oh that yeah thank you, them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta show a little sponsors at all yeah, yeah all exactly that. right <laughs> yeah we, i i think like uh i thought it was just one thing i really want to do a show we got a contact we got a it's uh the blurred people yeah. They're doing like a blurred a blurred convention, mm. like a black nerd DC whatever convention. Yeah. And I'm like, who do we got to talk to? Because I'm like, that's literally what we are as comics. Like before right. this right. even, I guess like blurred was like what people were calling it or whatever. Before this was a thing that I think became like uh, monetized and commercialized. We were already like, hey, Decepticomics. We're basically taking a pun of the Decepticons and comics. And we all love nerd culture and all that. And, right. you know. We should be doing a show in D.C., especially around that time, because, like, if our fans would fuck with that and their fans would fuck with us, but um, it's just hard getting it together when you don't have, like, that person right. who's like, okay, I'm the manager, I'm the this, it's just yeah. us. So we yeah. can do it dealing with all the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, and, yeah, and being in front of the camera, yeah. know, so to speak. So, yeah, well, it's, been, it's been a challenge, but um, I couldn't have did it with a better group, because... We hadn't really, we haven't had our, blo- we hadn't had our new edition moment yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, will. Ah! we will. So who's going to be Bobby? Who would y'all say is going to be Bobby? Uh, oh, Mike says him. Okay, so Mike would go Bobby. Okay. All right. We'll go Bobby. Uh, it's- well, I mean, that's just part of the Brown tradition. Um, I come from <laughs> a long line of the Browns. Um, James, Bobby, Chris, a lot of us, we're just, we're just very, very wild people. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, give give us an inch and we'll run a mile. Okay. All right. Ah! When, Mike, when Mike gets coked up and uh, stars go, coming to the shows late, leaving early. Sweating. Baby, let's lose 
I think I might have had the Bobby moment. We had a show, I think, like a two years ago, where I, I think I was coming back from like Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and you I had... put the show together. Yeah. And, and I told them I was like, "Hey, everything's set up. I'm on a bus coming back uptown to get to the show." And I get a call from them. And they're like, "Hey, so they told us we're not having the show. There's about 50 oh, black people nah, upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we had to, I had to find a venue. Shit. I had to figure out." else like on the bus on the way there people trooped i mean res- respect the fans they walked two blocks in the rain to this other bar where we had yeah, had the new show. show yeah that was his bobby moment yeah. that, that was that was the mm. beginning of bobby that was the beginning. okay that's the, yeah. that's the prequel of it that's right. the prequel of it yeah. You, you, you know it i understand that <laughs> um <laughs> all right well um that's dope too man like and then the traveling y'all about to travel together y'all all gonna be in like one car or something Yep. Oh yeah, that's what shit. It is. Man, mm-hmm. is it like a I mean, is it like a bus or no, nah, mm. no nah. a van? So this is gonna be five niggas in a car SUV. Because you know road trips break people up is what I'm saying. Like road, like you don't know that you really have a friend until you go somewhere with that nigga in a place you can't get away from them. If y'all cool after that, y'all really like meant to be brothers forever. We'll see. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we we already I already know that if we we got well before well we have enough rooms for everybody right right but I know I can't share a room with him I can't mm. share a room with him why he, not because he snores ah uh, we'll, we'll fight all day we'll fight all day I'm 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 trying to get sponsored by Breathe Right that way <laughs> I don't blame you dog they can send me some strips and then everybody can sleep right. oh, yeah man. that's a good point man y'all need to get on that help surround them out so y'all can all sleep together. Yeah. At the same time, uh, that's, that's uh, <laughs> don't go to sleep before I do. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and how are y'all determining the order of who goes where? Like, are all y'all is it one of those things where everybody has a, a a number basically, and or do y'all switch it up? You know, depending on the venues and stuff. Yeah, we switch it up depending on the venue because you never know what kind of circumstances going to come up. Uh, somebody might need to be somewhere a few minutes earlier or later, mm. and uh, we'll just flip it around because we all equals as comics, so we interchangeable like that. So no matter where you come at in the show, you're going to see a headliner from mm. the beginning to the end, the first guy to the fifth guy. So that's yeah. always good to have that same level of comic around you, and that's how we choose, really, just whatever we need for that night. Ha-ha. Yeah. Oh, sorry. How when y'all traveling? How is it dealing with like an opener, or do y'all all open for each other? You know how sometimes they have like the first comment that comes out and be like, "Hey, we're gonna have this." Does that? Oh, you mean marry? like a, a MC? Or? Yeah, you know how to. You yeah. know, the, and they really are normally terrible. Oh, that's this is what is what Karen? Are you? They gonna have MCs on their thing? You know, oh, they I'm victim sorry. themselves. I'm, they I'm it's they told. <laughs> well. You I'm sorry, not all the time. I'm sorry, but I know the ones we went to, they were not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's rough. That is, that is so. Karen, goddamn that question. <laughs> oh, my bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. So who are the no, so who are the uh, no talent, not as good comics y'all got opening up uh, as MCs oh, and stuff? Uh, no, well, no, usually, I'm like, so usually, 
you, you, with, with the Give Back program, what we're trying to do is implement everyone can be a star, where we have anyone on stage at any time. Yeah, um, so you never have... see that's because you never know what you're gonna get at this up the show. That's part of the beauty of what we're doing. You right. know, um, does that get spin? Yeah, does that yeah. spin? That's a good. Um, yeah. Now we never, if, if for the most part, like we did the show at New York Comedy Club. We had this comedian Ray Sani. Um, we brought her with her to open up for us and host in D.C. She's a solid comic that we know. Um, I have my boy Rojo Perez, who's in a Can't Stop Won't Stop web series with me. He hosted a show for us before. He's hosting our show tonight. Um, we're gonna have Polonius Monk on our uh, Chicago show, um, and he's worked with us before in D.C. too. So he's like extended fam. So most of these people. Our extended family. Um, we had Chile with Sharp uh, do a guest guest spot. Um, I was trying to get. I'm trying to get. Uh, I was seeing if Lambert could come do tomorrow because we'll be in Jersey. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, so but uh, Chris Lambert, really funny dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a lot of people who like are that like work would work with the crowd, and it's like our audience would benefit them. Right. And they're home. Like, hey, get up, do that. But if we ever have somebody who's like rough. I mean, we can deal with it. I mean, right. we're all built to deal with it. And we always do like trying to give a local new person that we don't know some time. Like, hey, here's, here's some time. If we yeah. do that, you pay it for it to somebody else. But, um. Cause some of you, know, you can, you know, even when you first started out, you can remember when guys came through your town. Yeah. Um, that was always like a big deal to get a chance to, um, get up on stage. It's probably the biggest stage in your town. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always dope to be able to let somebody from around uh, get on stage because I remember when people did it for me mm. and I really appreciated when it did. But, but see, they thought they thought Sarum was just a, a bouncer and they wanted to give him a chance. <laughs> and they was like, y'all better not tell him to get off stage. You might have a fight on your hands. Right. Let, let me get some stage time. Like that. We think this nigga want to tell some jokes. Just let him get it out his system. Maybe he won't rob us or, or hurt us after or and, take our lady. And then Sarum just ignored the mic. Sarum just ignored the light for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's gonna tell him? No, nobody. <laughs> no, no, nobody not me. And 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 I, I feel like this. I think for me, when like you guys know most of your audiences, like as you travel around, most of them. So you will pick a, a comic most of the time according to the audience. But I don't know. Sometimes we go and I'm looking like, based on this audience, how, how did you even get selected? So that's why I say sometimes as a as as a audience member i'm looking like Mm-mm. karen keep trying to go back to what about the unfunny comics right we they not coming on the tour with them no need to talk about okay. it they're not gonna be here they not, we, we don't have no we don't have unfunny people rolling with us but i will say we do have some shows where the venue themselves are like hey do you mind if we add a local person and me i'm i'm like the wild card i'm like yeah who, if they're local cool you know maybe right. they bring some people out maybe you know that that's good for them and you run the risk of somebody being unfunny. The mm. thing is, if that one person's unfunny, at least we know we got five funny people on there right. to make up for that. True. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, because I got, we've, we've all been to shows where it's like, there's a bunch of unfunny people. And you're like, why are y'all even on together. stage? Yeah, why are y'all even mm. together? Who booked this set, right? So, for us, when we do our show, we know it's five. So we're like, yeah, go ahead. It's kind of even more fun when it's like, somebody's on you gotta like get out of that bad zone you know what i mean because it's like an experience it's another story so yeah i mean we've you know we've had it some people have told us some things about you know some hosts no Mm. i'm not gonna say who was and and as being comics how 
how do you rework a room? Like, how do you bring people back? Is that a hard thing to do after you come behind somebody like that? It's uh, it's kind of like it's some subtle manip- not necessary manipulation. It's crowd work too because mm-hmm. you and the crowd both know that uh, <laughs> something just yeah. so. How y'all, how y'all gonna make it? How y'all gonna come back together? And sometimes you can make fun of the awkwardness of what just happened. Sometimes you can, uh, I like to do it without making, uh, you know, like making fun of the guy or the girl who just came off stage. Yeah. I try to, yeah. I try to make it so that, uh, we'll all just look at this awkward ass moment together and come together like a family. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, <laughs> that's like how I look family. at it. <laughs> <laughs> like bless, bless they hard. They was trying to be funny, y'all. They get an A for F with y'all. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into our segments, guys, okay? There's plenty, plenty of news to talk about, and uh, we're going to talk about it, okay? Um, <clears throat> first of all, we finally know why Tupac died. Oh, why? We finally know, Karen. It's been, woo. 1996, 97, somewhere around there? It's been a very long time, and uh, we got to the bottom of the mystery because Suge Knight uh claims that it was his ex-wife and former death row record security chief reggie white jr that killed tupac shakur and insists that he was the real target but behind the other uh, drive-by so they was trying to kill suge but they killed tupac and what so, the yep. word according to him man his uh his ex-wife man uh suge's attorney thaddeus Culpepper wrote in a signed affidavit that knight has known for many years that reggie wright jr and his ex-wife sharitha were behind the murder of tupac and attempted murder of knight uh, is, that con- is that confirmed confirmed i mean it's in court you know what i'm saying so i mean this could now should be in court a lot and this could be another lie that he's telling the you know for some other reason but they could have murdered him like a piece of cake or something then he got like diabetes or something like they have to shoot up the car though like yeah what uh he also added that uh he also added that knight has alleged details of Wright's involvement in the biggie smalls murder case word Mm -hmm. i mean we all but wasn't that like a thing that we all thought like that maybe they were trying to kill suge knight and whoever killed tupac had something to do with biggie's death like that was like a running theme right mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't on, in new york that's what we all thought mm-hmm. that's why i'm a little bit skeptical because it's almost too too perfect, perfect. Yeah. it's like all yeah. the shit we believe this hat is like in the conspiracy now um, like the man that's like yeah let the negroes be right for once <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the rapper who until now has always refused to identify the shooter appears to have spoken out after hearing the salient points in the new documentary tupac assassination battle for compton uh, wait so this nigga was watching netflix and was like you know what uh, i believe it. Is, is that what happened ain't, ain't he ain't <laughs> he in jail ain't ain't ain't, ain't Shug Knight in jail like mm-hmm. they got netflix in jail how are they <laughs> why are you gonna be in jail watching Orange Is the New Black? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just, level. Ah, Inception. You like? I'm about to throw on. I'm about to throw on Oz. You know, my Amazon Prime got the HBO ad on. I'm gonna watch Oz up in here. Ooh, prison is scary. Um, ah, I should. I should, I should not have done those crimes if I knew I was gonna end up in a place like this. No. Yeah, I don't think they would let them do that because then they would just probably binge prison break and then break out. They'll figure out. Ah, they got new 
season of that coming too yeah <laughs> but uh yeah we finally know man um so uh to you know that was, it, that was so, such hard news mm-hmm. to hear that Tyrone left he's yeah. coming back but yeah. Tyrone left when you too much see you uh this right. isn't as hard of news but it is it will make certain people hard oh lord <clears throat> hackers can easily hijack this dildo camera and live stream the inside of your vagina what that's Why right a camera mm-hmm. on the end? uh huh? i mean there's reasons to have a camera on the end of a vibrator i guess you know maybe you just want to check make sure what's up in there you know you can you can you can chime in on this from I mean Like what if you what if you lost your keys? Ah You never know what's up in there, Karen. Uh looking for uh uh looking for your weed. I don't know. <laughs> hey man, you find keys you find keys in some strange places, man. We've all been there. You know, we're all adults here. Uh <laughs> yeah apparently if you if you're using an internet connected vibrator equipped with a camera that allows you to stream your pleasure right to the internet your intended viewers may not be the only ones watching hackers from the uk-based security firm pen test partners have found that it's trivially easy to hack into the svavcom s-i-i-m-e sime i don't know i uh which is a 250 dollar um dildo that has a small camera on its tip allowing users to stream the video to anyone of their choosing over the internet however if you're in the wi-fi range of the dildo and can guess the password which by default is eight 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 you can watch the video stream with a with a bit more hacking you can take control of the firmware and then connect to it remotely as well Hmm. And, and my thing is this they gonna end up getting sued because my thing is when you when people purchase these things mm-hmm. they're under the assumption that they're hack free like i mean shit you're gonna right. have to work more for a hack than putting one two three four five six seven eight i mean and, you buy you buy a deal though because you don't want to get virus right right <laughs> um but yeah when somebody's uh using it someone else could be seeing the video stream said ken monroe the founder of pen test partners what's worse is you never know about it said the researcher who investigated the security of the device who asked to be referred to only as beau de jour so i guess that hacker was like i don't want to tell nobody i was looking in a vagina peephole but <laughs> Just letting y'all know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a that's a weird arrest. That's, that's a, like a, I don't know, like a super villain, Peepin Tom. You, you <laughs> nobody has seen before. I don't need your windows. Can you even? <laughs> and like, can you even like revenge porn somebody with that? Because like, I'm gonna expose people to the inside of your vagina. People be like, that's just not me. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to get a dildo with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, hold on. I'm hearing an echo, Mike. Yeah, I don't Hmm? know if the sound is something's wrong with the sound, but I'm getting an echo now. Should I mute mine? Can you hear me? Nah, we can hear you. I don't know why we can hear me now. Uh, Can you try refreshing for me? Because it wasn't echoing before. We'll be right back. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Cool. 
yeah i don't know what that was mm-hmm. but we'll we'll refresh and we'll see uh see if that fixes it someone says no sound wait are you guys hearing no sound in the chat room how would i let me in okay other people said they have sound okay all right cool all right they back it seems yep we back oh okay <laughs> this nigga you, he came back in the same right. pose like, that they left freeze? in i thought the screen was frozen i was <laughs> with Saron standing in the background like secret service i just thought the fucking screen was froze <laughs> 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 um but yeah man so uh i don't think you can like ex- you know threaten to blackmail somebody with pictures mm-hmm. of the inside of their vagina because it's like nobody would right. know Mm-hmm. whose vagina that was no it's like a baby they all look alike they all look like they related to somebody yeah like Stop. you can just be like that's not my vagina you know it's not really like oh i expose you with your uh with these vagina pics or whatever ah! you know um at any rate though uh they you right can i think they will get get um sued or something i'll sue the hell out of you yeah you can also uh take control of the advice if you know how to hack right and get persistence on the device meaning that you could connect to it even outside the range of wi-fi at that point it was game over for the smart camera dildo the researchers said they tried to warn the company of the vulnerabilities with repeated emails in december january and february but they got no response and the company did not respond to motherboard's request oh, for comment either they getting sued then because that yeah. yeah, the hackers was like, hey, I hope you know we can hack your shit. They was like, nah, it's good. Mm-mm, you get sued. Yeah, you get sued. Yo, Mr. Robot was fucking hack the whole company of dildos and had a whole building vibrating. You walk up to the, you walk up to the building and the building be like, you touch the chair, you be like, what the fuck is this? The refrigerator? You're like, I can't do shit in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see what else is happening. That'll be too much. <laughs> um some speaking of um speaking News of alerts uh, are the most random things I've ever heard ever. You start with the Tupac assassination mm-hmm. confirmation. Yes. And then yes. you go to hackable dildos. I don't know what could possibly be next. Well, speaking well, of next, uh, somebody in Turkey played porn on the loudspeakers normally reserved for prayer. Oh man, I'm hearing that echo again. I have no idea what it's going Can you hear us? Yeah, we, we can hear y'all, but we can hear us talking through the thing too, man. Like, like we get in the form of a feedback. Yeah. So I don't see one, two, one, two. Now nah, stop. Okay, it's good now. I, I don't know all right back to the story <clears throat> so yeah somebody in turkey hacked uh some speakers at that normally play uh prayer and instead got on to play porn um uh-huh. either workers at the city building forgot to shut off the loudspeaker in the turkish town of ah Kastamanu before they started watching porn last week or a prankster intercepted the municipal frequency that is normally reserved for early morning muslim prayer sessions and blasted the sounds of hardcore smut oh, through them instead early morning so you tell me people was up early at five something in the morning mm-hmm. expecting to hear their got prayers they, got they rug down trying to get all comfortable mm-hmm. yeah I- that's 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 like like i don't know like i know for the muslim community like you you don't you don't want to you you can't do that mm-hmm. you can't be praying 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 like to mecca if, that, if that's what you're doing and then hearing that do the thing 
I know like being a Christian, growing up Christian, I would hate to be in my pew. I mean, it would be all right if I heard it, but like I, it would be awkward for everybody. Mm. I'm going to do is I'm going to put these headphones in because I'm going to see if that cancels out the uh thing. Okay. All right. Let's see. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we, we hear you fine. Yeah. I guess that canceled it out, man. I don't know what it was. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. I, like if I hear it a little bit, but it's not nearly as loud as it was. Okay. Jerome can't hear, but he doesn't need to. He's a, he's an auxiliary person. He's there for to make sure I'm safe. He's just there for security. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> in case something go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. In case yeah. Go wrong. I don't know. It could. I mean, I'll keep hearing the echo, so it could be me. Like it's echoing Is just it a little bit now, but not nearly as loud as it was. Let Let me try refreshing and see if the echo go away. Give me one second, okay. right? All right. All right. Hopefully this works, and then you know that way we can keep Jerome mm-hmm. on the um. Yeah. On the uh, mm-hmm. on the thing, yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> My holding that phone. I don't want to lose Saron if we don't have to. I don't want to lose Saron. Don't want to lose him. Mm-mm. Um, all right. <laughs> he had <not> moved since. <laughs> all right, we back. Um, all right, I don't hear the, I don't hear the echo anymore, man. Take the headphones out real quick. All right. You All know right. what else is happening? I'm by a window. Nah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be it. It was something with the connection, but the echo's gone. So hopefully, uh, okay. that means Saron can stay. All right. Um, there's no huge cards because a lot of these big cards in New York they just play their music super loud, and I think the my computer's picking it up mm. and trying to like amplify the sounds to mm. make sure that it's putting the sound through there, and so it'll amplify this, and so pick up also the sound coming out of my computer, which is you. Ah, maybe that's what it was. Um, my anyway, in my imagination, man, I I hope that the porn they were playing was uh, Wesley Pipes uh, having sex with somebody. Oh no, that would have oh, been no. great during the prayers. You know, making nasty, Wesley. let them see all that he's shit. Still, he's still active, right? <clears throat> he's what? He's still active. Chat room is Wesley Pipes still active? Yeah, he mm-hmm. still work. Mm-hmm. He still working? Yeah, he got he got he had a health scare and everything, man. He's still alive. He's still I thought, he, I thought he stopped after the scare. No, you can't kill Wesley, man. Not the mute button, not fast forward. Nothing can stop Wesley. Nothing. No matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That nigga yeah. probably, he probably annoyed cancer to death. You know what I mean? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, who's the, who's the nigga who be rapping? Oh, uh, rap? Brian Pumper. Mm-hmm. Brian Pumper. Yeah. Uh, that, now no, that. He rap. Yeah, I actually saw him running from some dude the other day. It was just like a regular ass, like someone had a phone and they were recording an interaction where allegedly he, like maybe he f- tried to fuck the dude's girlfriend or something or tried to wow. recruit her. And then the dude started chasing him around. They were like high school kids that were chasing him around and he was running like a motherfucker. I'm like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I would too, man. That's, you know that, that that is a possible outcome if you're trying to recruit girls to come and fuck with you, the porn star slash rapper, which is probably one of the most difficult slash jobs to have. Mm, that's true. Because uh, like you can be like Cardi B has the uh, the the stripper slash rapper thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is something that you see a lot, stripper slash rapper. But porn star slash rapper, yeah, I mean just for him. For him. I, I always say he was the realest rapper alive because he would rap about fucking women and he was actually doing it. Like. 
there was a like a 100 percent correlation to his lifestyle and what he rapped about there was no uh fake drug dealing there was no fake criminal shit uh, it was all just i will have sex with a woman for money and i was like that is what that is exactly what you do you have the evidence to prove it um Wait, if- <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so random. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry we went there. I'm sorry we went there. <laughs> nah, well, they need they need to know about these things. Um, that would been that would have been the worst if uh, the the morning prayer came on, and, and instead of um, uh, uh, instead of just uh, like porn sounds, uh, it was also uh, Brian Pumper music. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse? What's worse? Brian Pumper porn sounds or just a single? <laughs> What's gonna ruin your prayer more? Like you you tune in for the morning like huh and instead you get, getting it in right now. I got this got new this drop that. Oh and it's shade. Bubble for days. Yes! Play sports of grand track back in the days. Down the play, freaky ways. She got that snap back, have your ass in a day. Ah. Yeah, man, yeah, man, she bad as shit. Hey. Mama dope, baby fly. Shorty dick. Have a nigga lost, catch him more. Garden shit. Ain't hey, my dad right here. Game is sick, fish tips in a hole. Yeah, Allah's not cool oh. with this. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh. Allah would not be cool with mm-hmm. that. Um, so. <laughs> I said I have your ass in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a shave. Oh, and a shave. Hey. Oh man, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, daughter up in there. Mm-hmm. She just got a DUI. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Back in the news for fucking up. Mm-mm-mm. You yep. think you think that on you think they pitched an episode of Blackish about the daughter doing porn? <laughs> you think if you did that, would that get get them get you fired? Like I don't I know. Script, hypothetically, if I had a spec script that I had already wrote about <laughs> pops dealing with the daughter doing porn and how that affects everyone in the family, do you think that that would get me blackballed from Hollywood? I'm just saying hypothetically. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he did. They did just have Chris Brown on, so anything's possible now. I don't know, anything baby. Possible. Anything the, possible. The game that changed up, dog. Um. Man. Let's see what else. Um, speaking of sex, dropping uh, dropping the U.S. Uh, babies born with HIV uh, has happened. The rate the rate plummeted by two thirds since two thousand two. That Great. is good, and I hope it continues to go this route because it's a possibility it might go the other way. Mm-hmm. Talking to the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. My bad. But yeah, it could definitely go the other way with you know Trump and with them like no, nope. Well, Pitt, I'm Pitt, you for having sex. Mike Pence specifically is a person that had HIV balloon in his state, right? Because he um got rid of the needle uh program for mm-hmm. drug users and shit, um wow. which was saving actually saving people's lives and saving the the state cost in healthcare and stuff, right? But because he did that, HIV just went through the roof again because people start sharing needles and shit and they weren't you know approved and whatnot so yeah i i mean i hope that the trend continues but i do worry about stuff like this under uh trump because mm-hmm. they they want to cut like so many programs for people and so much health care I, I just saw this thing where he's like supposed to donate a quarter of like his 
his first salary, his first like term salary to National Parks Association, which mm. is like seventy eight thousand dollars. Why why would you do that and also cut all these other programs by millions of dollars? You know what I mean? That's like that's like, hey, I'm gonna kill your cousin, but it's cool. I- I'm gonna give you uh, ten dollars. Right. Ah, they the worst type of evil, man. It's just yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, there's reservations uh, at a North Carolina restaurant that have now soared because they decided to ban children. That's right. Not, not for, in North Carolina, what, what part of this? What part is this? Uh, this is in Mooresville, North Carolina. That cl- is that close to anywhere where we're going? Because I will go to that restaurant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, I don't that know. Is, it's called Caruso. Wait, what'd you say, Mike? I'm sorry. This is Decepticon sponsored restaurant. We are all about that. You know who would love that restaurant? Sarome. Sarome has four children. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. Four. One for every season. Ah, one for ah. every season. Four. Four they, children. They have banned. Okay. They have banned children five and under, so maybe some of the wrong kids will still end up going. Oh, some of them could go. Some of them could go. Yeah. Some of them could go. Oh, another thing, really side note, since he's not here, Jerome doesn't know how to act without kids around him. Mm. Like, he hasn't been Sans' child in forever. He's never had free time before. It is insane. I've watched him watch, like, three episodes of American Dad in peace. Do you understand <laughs> Just seeing a man just sitting, just watching and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then at one time, one time he, he told, he wasn't really talking to anybody. He just said, don't do that. And we were like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, it's a reflex. It's scary. Anyway, mm. what were we talking about? Mm. <laughs> we're going to break up by the end of the story. this story. With all four of y'all, I mean, he's probably going to have to rein some people in. He'll have some, some things to do, you know? Yeah, Gordon, Gordon thinks that he's, t- he's tour dad. Mm, yeah maybe that's what happened because you know it only goes one or the, one way or the other with the guy that's like dedicated stays in the house you know yeah. keeps to himself they either are kind of take it on the road and another person is like hey man getting a little too drunk hey don't say that to this person or they get out the house and they like let's burn this motherfucker down where are the titties you know so it just depends on the kind of person that it is you know yeah, one way or the other. And, and how's it with food? Cause I know a lot of parents go like, I can eat some shit and I ain't got nobody looking at my face talking about, can I have some? You know, does yeah. he can eat his food in peace? Uh, I feel like Saron cuts up his burger and starts handing it to random people. Like, <laughs> I know you want a bite. That's, that's the right I think, thing. To I, do. I see you looking at it. <laughs> oh, man. Leftovers? What are these? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we probably gonna have to take Sarome around children just yeah. to like recalibrate his whole life. <laughs> he is being he is being different. But well, can can fans bring their kids to the shows? Is that a <laughs> you yeah. gonna have, y'all gonna have yeah. fans bringing little babies to the Sarome? Uh, just bring, bring a baby. Yeah. If the little baby's paying for tickets, yeah, bring your fucking baby. Bring your imaginary friends. Buy tickets for them too, man. Come they on, can't come everybody. to the they can't come to the after party at Caruso's uh, though oh, because man. no kids allowed under five yeah, at the so restaurant. Five, they can't be there. Uh, what do y'all think about that? Is that cool? Would y'all would y'all y'all, y'all mess with that? Karen Karen told me at lunch that she's in love with the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally don't. It doesn't float my boat one way or the other. I feel like I mostly don't mind or don't notice kids for the most part. Like it's weird to me when people do notice kids, but I feel like after enough 
talking to other people i'm the weird one you know like if i'm in a movie and a bunch of kids come in it does i I don't watch them any harder than any other person in the movie i don't if they laugh or talk i don't think to myself you motherfucking kids like i I think i'm not to that extreme but i i I think for me i feel put like this this is me i'm speaking for my half Mm -hmm. when it comes to kids the world should not have to cater to your kids there are places that are kid friendly and there are places where kids just ain't supposed to motherfucking be and the thing is most parents are reasonable and understandable some parents zone out they let their children test shit up they let their children make noise they just act like you're just supposed to adjust to my unruly ass children and that's what i have a problem because when a lot of those parents are confronted they act like you're the problem for telling them to get your kids when is the last time that happened not to me just in that you've ever do you remember a time i mean i'm just asking because i feel like everybody has that reflex inside of them but if you examine your life it, that shit don't happen that often like like uh when we went to see king kong and i sat next to that dude that special needs and he was all in my seat kind of drooling on me and shit mm-hmm. like i was thinking to myself like what are the odds of this shit happening like i didn't and it really didn't ruin my experience because that me and him fucking got our life to king kong but i feel like another person would have been like man fuck this dude fuck this theater fuck his family for letting him sit here and and it would have ruined a no. night you know what i'm saying but i feel like i'm like that with kids that time that dude threw that fucking stick and it hit my my mirror right like i, I feel like i'm a little bit <laughs> i i know that i'm a little bit less um whatever it is that other people have like i'm a little less aggressive than other people like there's certain situations that happen to me where i'm just like in my mind i'm thinking like in the big picture of life this is a small blip on the radar and it'll be over soon and that's it you know and i think a lot of people don't have that so when there have been like a loud kid or something when we're at a restaurant me and Ken are like look at each other laugh and continue to to have conversation at dinner yeah or whatever like i i I don't know how but people when people talk about it they talk about this shit like the kid walked up to their table slapped their food out their motherfucking face and was like (laughs) fuck you and then their parents came over and said yes fuck you like they like that's how people talk about it and and i'll be like damn does everybody have a latent hate for kids or is it just me okay if you're gonna go see guardians of the galaxy volume two open the night right. you got your imax tickets you got your assigned seat you're right in the middle everything's good you got the night off you've been drinking you've been having a good time and then two three parents mm. brought either newborn babies to the show mm. but i'll just say the newborn like like the toddlers that, that are just crying and shit like that is annoying yeah. Because you're like, this ain't even your time right now. It's it's a nine o'clock movie. Right. We all here, let's say forty second street. I don't know why I would go there, but you know, we had the tourist attraction. We spent the money. The tickets are like eighteen dollars maybe up up here, a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a night, it's an evening, and you go out and you, and you hear this, you're like, Come on, you are ruining my evening. Yeah. Just with that baby crying because this is this is just coming out. I just want to relax and have this experience. You yeah. kind of want when you go to movies and do these things. You kind of wish that all these places, it's just like you enjoying it, but you deal with everybody else there. Like when you go to a restaurant, you don't zoom in on everybody's conversations. It could just become background noise because you're just there with that other person or yourself. You don't want that to affect your time. The only people who don't give a fuck about your time because they don't understand their own time are children. Mm. 
yeah i feel you i feel like yeah i, I guess it just don't bother me like they kids they get to be kids it doesn't right. you know if, like when we go play basketball there'll be like inevitably like some kids there at the court and sometimes those kids will do shit like they'll be shooting around on the side or something the ball will roll on the court and different people handle it different ways like i feel like i'll like and, and obviously it's it can be dangerous a kid can get hurt all kinds of shit i'll normally handle it like hey man watch out you know hey you can go shoot over there uh people are yeah. playing over here that's normally how i approach it i've seen people be like hey man get the fuck off the court man i'll run a little kid over and i'm like yo it's something inside of us that got some hatred for children that, <laughs> that people don't want to confront like it's and, yeah. it, and it's definitely a power dynamic thing yes. because we all are more powerful than these little motherfuckers so like that we feel emboldened to be a little bit more i think aggressive towards the idea uh-huh. of a kid like how dare you ruin my shit you don't pay no bills you ain't live no life you ain't like you know what i mean looking at their parent like you, you let this little motherfucker come out the house like we have that inside of us and yeah. i don't know that it's the, the healthiest way to live is no, what i not, see it and, and Roger, you know me i'm not anti-kids mm. i don't you know, walk up to a motherfucker and smack the baby out their hand. Oh, you know, right. I, I, the baby yesterday. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard you letting baby smack you. I heard you. You a punk. I heard she gives baby birthday punches on her birthday. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. I heard that's what I heard. Just, mm, kid. Mm, <laughs> that's what you heard in these streets. Yeah. You're supposed to get the little way happy birthday stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I think for me, where, I, where I'm like, this is. I don't mind the rule. And the thing is, everything is a choice. They made this rule, Mm -hmm. and I think my pushback is parents that get offended for the fact that there is a rule. And you go, well, your child can't be everywhere. There are places where it's designated no children. Like, there are designated places that children just aren't allowed, and that's okay. You're not obligated. You don't have to. You can go somewhere else. There are plethora of other choices to, to eat. But I yeah. think some people just feel offended that as a parent, I don't have the right to walk my child in here. And you go, well, some people really might want a kid-free zone. And I think some people, it's it's like two extremes. You have the people that go, fuck kids, I want a kid-free zone. Then you got parents that are like, I want my kid to go everywhere. And you can't have both. They have to, they have to be a balance somewhere. I guess my question is this. Are there parents that are offended about this kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Like, where were the parents that yeah. are sitting around like, man, fuck this nigga, fuck his restaurant, fuck y'all for wanting to go. I haven't really seen parents like that. I've seen people that are like, um, you know, the hatred in our society towards kids is kind of weird. Also, I, and it might just be me and it might, you know, be my empathy or whatever. But a lot of times when I see people with a baby that's like crying or a kid that, you know, is, is acting up or whatever in public i feel a little bit bad for them like especially if the kid is real young where you know that that motherfucker can't possibly know better right um and every every time you go out with a kid it's like a roll of the dice where sometimes the kid acts perfectly fine and you like whoo i made it through dinner and everything was cool and then sometimes the kid is like i am acting stupid tonight you know what i mean Ah! like i feel bad for those people 
to a certain extent because i start imagining all this shit in their life like they, they don't ever get to go out you sit at home you're stressed out with just you and your baby and then everybody treats you like persona non grata when you come through like when your child acting good and cute and sitting in that seat everybody's like oh look at the little baby but we all know babies cry for no fucking reason sometimes yes. and the second that baby starts crying it's like where is my pitchfork we burning this motherfucker <laughs> like i feel bad for them so maybe yeah. it's part of my like my own issues around it where i'm like damn they didn't want this to happen it's not like they came in held their baby over their head like fucking the lion king it was like start crying ah do you like that huh you like that guardians of the galaxy 2 audience (laughs) cry some cry louder junior like they didn't know it was gonna happen either for for most parents that is the situation but like you said i said i've had some parents just zone kids out and just have kids just running rampant mm-hmm. and you're like hey you you can't can't do this because you're well, around other people you can't you can't have these kids running around being crazy yeah you, i mean I, well also what if your baby is a night owl i mean we keep talking about what time a baby should be in bed babies have no concept babies time. don't fucking know a baby's a night owl. You tie that baby out. <laughs> you, you, you reset their clock. You let them. You make them. Make them stay up. Whoa, whoa! You ain't going to sleep. You ain't going to sleep, little little Remus. Take you that. Know? Take that little nigga to Walmart. Let him run around at eleven p.m. at night, and then he'll whoa. go back to bed when he get home. That's. I feel like Walmart give you a perfect space to have a baby run around for. It's a big, <laughs> wide open space. Yeah, but see, but that's the thing. If you're shop, if, if you're shopping, that's I think that's the thing that that's the problem. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, cool. You brought him, uh, and I won't say Guardians of the Galaxy because like it's right. a kid movie. It's like, okay, we gonna we gonna see Kong. No, yeah. you brought your baby, and this happened. It wasn't a baby; it was a child, and it kind of pissed me off. You brought your child to see Get Out. Your child mm-hmm. is five. Your child mm-hmm. ain't ready for no Get Out. Your child, Listen, your child ain't ready for. Was it a black boy? Child, he, he need to learn early. Yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> We already had the movie. When we saw the movie, we already had the movie. We had most of the movie up here. We just like, I'm just glad we're seeing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, if you ain't seen the movie, fuck a spoiler alert. It's like, watching the movie was like The Flash. You understand what I'm saying? Because we already knew what was going on, but the audience was flashed from the movie. Yeah, you know all the, all the black time. people was on Rod's side. Like, we all agreed. Okay. It was like, yeah, sex slave nigga, run uh and the white people was like isn't that rod dude hilarious oh my god he's so hyperbolic and we were all like that no. nigga right right yeah he know he's talking about he might sound like a fool but he right don't trust it um it took everything for me not to hit up little rubby like yo bro you out of here bro you out of here that's why i watched the movie i was like let me just enjoy this movie but i'm like yo bro, you out of here yo it's over it's uh, over man he did they wasn't ready he did such a great job man i hope uh that translates to more roles and shit for him because that that motherfucker was the star of the movie yeah 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 he he, he's out of here you know Um, what's supposed to start a movie that fucking five-year-old kid all the time he's running shut up mm. y'all see him running i'm sorry it's all right man i like i said i recognize at this point i'm the weirdo i don't i don't even know what to say like when people get mad at kids i can't relate to it but i know it's a it's it's like religion Thank where God. i'm not, i'm an atheist and i don't really relate to how people can be so you know tied to something like that but at the same time i'm like obviously it's a thing it's a something that it's a phenomenon that happens in this world and i have to learn to navigate through it and yeah the way people feel about kids is like my whole life i've been like damn man y'all really are banging <laughs> on the fact that these 
are not adults in here right now but you know like i remember i was in a bar one time and uh it was like someone had to come in the bar for a second and they had their kid with them and they were just like stay right here you know uh in like whatever this this room was or whatever to watch the game and then maybe they used the bathroom or something like that and they got out of there but it wasn't like they came in there to drink right they didn't come in there with a big group they weren't like whatever long and yeah they weren't even there long nigga the whole everybody in that bar was looking at this motherfucker like you brought a motherfucking baby to the yeah. bar and i was thinking to myself like obviously this is gonna be over in a few minutes he knows it's a bar too y'all that's not the point i think for a lot of people they feel like it changes the atmosphere if that makes sense right like, right now they feel like most- i can't cuss right it's like all of a sudden i have to baby everybody got the baby check because mm. some people and that's yeah. the thing too a lot of people with parent parents walk around their children and they act like you're not supposed to cuss you're like and yeah. so for some people go i don't feel like being regulated with your child so just don't, just don't bring them sometimes yeah yeah it's just i don't yeah. know you know it was just weird to me because like i said i didn't have the reflexive snap that everybody else had which is like oh baby you know to me i was just kind of like oh okay well this will obviously they're not gonna be here long this is a fucking bar with a bunch of drunk what is people that devil thing that you brought yeah. with you to the bar tiny <laughs> human <laughs> but, <laughs> what if i have to curse <laughs> right they was like i came here to get away from mine yeah but i feel oh. y'all though man i you know i i i don't know like like i said i'm weird i wouldn't but for the record i wouldn't care one way like this doesn't make me more likely to go to this restaurant or less likely because i i don't have bad dining experiences because of kids like i've never had an experience where i was like man i really would have enjoyed this night out but that fucking kid like i i haven't had it so maybe if i had one then i would be more likely to be like that's why i only go to whatever this place was called uh caruso's this is why i only go to caruso's um yeah if you but this is the thing it's like i haven't had like i've had bad movie experiences with kids you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and not not that it's like ruined but it's like i kind of wish they weren't there but if you told me hey this movie theater does not allow kids after nine o'clock best believe when i'm about to see a movie after nine o'clock that's the first one i'm gonna see if they have tickets ready for because i know it's just gonna be adults yeah even though adults could be yeah i was gonna say man just today i almost had a dining experience ruined by a grown-ass man like we were were leaving we were leaving this uh chinese buffet place which we rarely go i rarely go to any buffet but uh i was just like why don't we just go out here and try it i've i've never been to this place it's right up the street right so we go in food was all right you know it wasn't that some dude um was talking shit because i have carolina shirt on and we play in the championship tonight and he was a duke mm-hmm. fan but that was cool i was i grew up in a household where my dad was a duke fan so i've i know what oppression and slavery feels like but Aww. he but but that was this dude when we was leaving and he was like <laughs> so good he that was just, that was this dude when when we was leaving they wouldn't let him come in like the 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 i don't know she's probably korean because you know most chinese places are actually korean Korean, down here so she was just like no no you you know come in and dude was like no he was like oh no why what did i do what did i do and she's like every time you come here no no just no you cannot come in you do not go and he was was, drinking a beer too yeah he had a beer he had a bag of something i don't know what was in the back Mm -mm. and he was like nah you you can't just kick me out for no reason i didn't do nothing wrong she's like no you don't come in you make people scared you talk to people you talk to customer and he was like nah 
nah nah you nah you can't do that you just mad uh because there's too many distractions up in here that's the problem you 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 don't want me you don't want me to be a distraction but you already got all these motherfucking distractions yeah. in here and i'm just sitting up here like trying to pay for my like i felt like I it was trapped it was one of those situations where one it was a black gentleman if you haven't guessed mm-hmm. um That's right. yeah, yeah. and then like so i was like black lives matter and everything but uh karen had to get back to work <laughs> i just wanted to pay for my tab and leave That's it. and i didn't want to pick his side because he did feel on the wrong side like mm-hmm. it as the as as it stopped because first it felt like they were just saying no and i know they weren't saying no because he was black because the restaurant was full of niggas yeah, so i was, was. like whatever it is you did something and she ain't forgot your ass right you came in like and he probably like you say he was already drinking so he probably come in talk right. to people he, and you know what he might run people out all of a sudden people right well that's what she said for their tickets and checking out she was, she, like, oh. she was like you make people scared you make people go go get out and he was like nah man see us that bullshit you on that bullshit man y'all the motherfucking distraction shit y'all can use some somebody like me up in here and i was like i don't know what this brother does <laughs> no but I want to leave oh. so bad. And you know what happened in that restaurant? There were kids there. There were it kids was. there. And you know what? None of them kids was acting up. All those kids were fine. It was it him, was the, adult. the adult, that was acting okay, stupid. Would you, rather, would you rather that adult or the worst acting up kid you could imagine? You give, have to kick give, one of them out. Give me the be? kid every time. At least with the kid, I don't got to black. I'm like, you know what, dog? You don't even know no better. You know what I'm saying? Ah. With the adult, I'll be, I'll be much more madder at adults to act up. Like, well, I'm like, this nigga acting real stupid. Like, he never been out the house. You know better. Right. You yeah. grown up. You know what I mean? But I don't have no, I guess I don't have a, uh, I don't have as much of a thin line for patience for babies. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'll have to go on the, I have to go on the, uh, unpopular. You, don't expect you need to expect more from your babies. That's what you need. I, I have to be on the, uh, going on popular pro baby uh agenda here uh i find i find babies to be adorable and i don't mind when they act up a little bit we care about babies before they're born and we want to make sure nobody's trying to touch them other than that that's it once they come out y'all well i I, my brother my brother sent me uh pictures of my uh nephew and uh oh he's so cute in the uh wolverine onesie he just that, turned two yeah and i said you know what buddy when you're teething and you can't stop crying at night i'll hold you it's fine buddy you know is you're adorable that's why babies are adorable because they are they are horrible horrible human beings considering what they know about life like they don't they don't have the wherewithal to know i'm getting on your nerves right now mm-hmm. that's why they all look so damn adorable so you right. can't hate them right. and i'm sorry guys it works on me every yeah. time i watch maury i want that to be the father every single time ah! guys oh man this is this is a whole nah yeah you when i watch maury and i they show you know the part where they show the baby then they show the dude i'll be like i hope that's the daddy you know <laughs> but even if he's like it's not my baby it's yeah like, especially oh, if man. especially because because they always because mike because they always say when maury finally gets him out stage and he's like now what if the child is yours they always say the same thing I'm gonna handle my responsibility. I take care of mine. If it's my baby, I'm gonna be that baby daddy. And everybody's like, yes. And I'm like, you know what? Good. I hope the fucking baby's yours. Cause look at him. Little Jermaine is fucking adorable. adorable. Like, I don't know how people hate babies, man. Y'all, 
but hey i'm the weirdo like i said i get like it I, said, I, I don't hate babies i just think children should be allowed everywhere i hear you i hear you i mean it's not a strip club it's not i, I looked at the restaurant guys honestly it ain't fine dining i can tell that from the fucking letterhead <laughs> like it, this is like they allow guns in, but not babies like i guarantee they allow guns in yeah yeah. this shit ain't shonies hey this hey this shit is like shonies not ruth chris okay you don't need a jacket in this fucking caruso's the motherfuckers try to act like they so high society in mooresville north carolina well fuck out of here man i'm gonna go to y'all restaurant with a fucking daycare full of babies and we're gonna tear that bitch up <laughs> trying to act like y'all somebody anyway um let's get to our other segment guys let's play a little bit of uh fucking with black people We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe and we find different people that have different stories that make us feel fucked with as black people and we score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25. Today's contestants, everybody. Everybody. All right. Today, the New York Police Department uh, is back in the news. <clears throat> a shocking video uh i think shocking here if you're white uh, ah! a shocking video shows white new york police detectives uh, i mean police department cops film taunting african-american students with a taser no shit yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm yep shocking another show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh at one point they are heard asking the teens if they want to ride the lightning Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means to tase them oh. with electricity, uh, i.e. riding the lightning, Karen. Yes. Damn. They do it so often they have a name for it. Uh, the cell phone footage posted by associate professor of sociology at Brooklyn College, uh, College Alex S. Vital, uh, shows the two uniformed cops trying to herd kids away from the corner of Bedford Avenue and Campus Road by Midwood High in Brooklyn on March 16th. So they probably hate kids too. Yeah. That's why they tase them. Particularly brown kids. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, the cops, uh, one of them, one of whom is holding a baton appear aggressive with the teens as they moved on. What are you going to do about it? One cop asked the student as they walk behind them. Because they know they can't do nothing. And if they do, nobody's going to believe them. They're so, the cops are like, um, Negan's people in The Walking Dead. You know, where like sometimes they just decide like I'm gonna be an asshole because ain't shit y'all can do. Like you, they're just fucking kids. At most, they're like loitering maybe. Right. And once they start walking off, that should be the end of it. Why the fuck you got a baton and some pepper spray yeah. and a taser walking behind? Like, huh, bitch? Y'all just gonna walk off like some little bitches, huh? Like that's what you told me to do, officer. You know, like <laughs> I'm complaining. I'm I'm yeah. trying to walk away from the lightning at this point. Yeah, you want to ride the lightning, huh, boy? You're like, I, I don't. I don't want to ride nothing. That's why I'm walking, to doing the thing you told me to do. I want to ride the bus. That's about it. When another student picked up a handful of snow, an officer pulled out what appeared to be a taser gun and demanded to know, do you want to ride the lightning? The kid's response was unclear, but the officer chimes in again, telling them, you better walk away. Hmm. Then they walk. That's 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 a. What, do you know what part of New York this was? Was it Brooklyn? It was Bedford. What was the street? Hold on, Bedford and yeah, it was Brooklyn. 
Damn. Yep. The home Damn. of Biggie. Bedford Avenue and Campus Road. This is this is after the, the Luke Cage thing was out. I thought after Luke Cage, all the New York officers would be nice. You know what I'm saying? After they saw the solidarity of Luke Cage being shot, they said, you know what? We're going to be nice to talk to our black people. For a, mo- for a moment, it seemed like they got it. For a second. Nice well, anyways, uh, zero to 100, Karen. Oh, 100. Okay, all right. What about you, uh, Brandon? I mean, Brandon. What about you, Mike? I think Brandon Collins would call that a 95. I would uh, <laughs> want to say 5% because, uh, you know, now at least they're asking us. They're not just letting us ride it. They just say, hey, would you like to? Do you want to? Usually it's like, ride it, nigga. But now, like, the do you want to change it? Ah, so I'm right. gonna go. I feel pretty safe. Okay. I feel like white people get asked if they would like to ride the light. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, and it's like, probably we're referring kind of to drugs. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. There were two things happening at the same time. You feel like white people get asked to ride the lightning? Do you, you talking about the taser, uh, Mike? Yeah. All right. And Karen, yeah. what were you saying? I, I say, I'm assuming white people ask each other to ride the lightning. It's drugs. Oh, mm, that does sound like a name for cocaine. Oh, or that, that sounds like a name oh, okay, for, okay. for, for a far out drug. You want to ride that lightning? What's that? See, sniff this. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they all. F- mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I do want to bring up uh, one of the great uh, civil rights leaders of our time. Don't tase me, bro. He was someone who rode the lightning without being asked. <laughs> he actually was saying, I would not like to ride the lightning. Mm-hmm. And they made that nigga ride it. He Meanwhile, was... in Brooklyn, <laughs> have no choice. They gave him that myth. They gave him free tickets. He didn't want to ride it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to ride the train. He didn't want to ride that lightning. But yeah. they made him ride it. I mean, so, <laughs> that, that is technically correct. Yeah. What am I going to say? So, uh, oh, that T. A racist white man threatened mob-style lynching of two black people in New York City. What? Ian Rubin, a white man who reportedly claimed to be a mafia hitman while threatening a mob-style lynching of two black people last month in New York City, was indicted on hate crime charges and sent to a maximum security prison. Rubin was arrested February 21st after threatening black residents in his Brooklyn apartment uh, complex with a knife on multiple occasions. Uh, assistant Deter- district attorney india sneed said in the brooklyn supreme court wednesday reuben who's a convicted felon was previously charged with second degree assault in florida oh well, coming from florida that makes sense he allegedly uh, wait what'd you say mike i'm sorry no i meant what you said florida started making a lot of sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is new york i was like that doesn't sound like a, oh from florida yeah he just had to stick to his roots yeah yeah ah he allegedly approached a black man and said, I did time in the penitentiary. You are going to die today. Mm. Those are two separate facts, but <laughs> I mean, there's no bridge to bring those ideas yeah. together. Is that a threat? Or are you just telling me two things about <laughs> two things that happened? You are going to die today because you're going to get hit by a bus. If you don't look both ways when you cross the street, have a good <laughs> one. <laughs> have a blessed day. All right. <laughs> People, uh, people hold placards, uh, wait, people hold placards at an anti-racism protest. Oh, okay, that must be a capture for a picture. Uh, he threatened two people with a knife, uh, saying he's going to kill a nigger tonight. Now that's oh. a threat. Okay, now that's, yeah, that is. Cause what if that nigger is me? I don't know. Ain't that yeah. true? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill a nigger tonight. Okay. Not you though. No. <laughs> <Yeah. Good. laughs> I probably wouldn't tell them, you know. 
<laughs> Watch out for buses. Just on. <laughs> uh, Robin believed black. Uh, wait, Ruben believed black people living on the fifth floor of his building were heroin addicts. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were heroin addicts and, who were plotting against him. And according to his conversations with detectives, after being placed in custody, oh wait, so he told oh these people on heroin upstairs and they they plotting against me, man. I gotta have a knife and kill them he okay. then okay. <laughs> what self-defense stand your ground okay that's that defense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he then told authorities he was a hitman for the mafia and that mafia the mafia likes to kill and lynch niggers i think he has his mafia mixed up i think he meant the clan <laughs> he didn't do his research <laughs> we like to kill and lynch niggers no no the mafia was like we, that's not what we do to the movies no, no. They don't like to have anything to do with us, actually. I don't yeah. know which mafia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to avoid it all the fuck together. Yeah. <laughs> like, we won't even sell drugs to the mooks, okay? Um, and Ruben. For us, it's just avoid these niggas. Just please. <laughs> he must have played, he must have played the latest mafia video game that stars a black dude. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. <laughs> he thinks um, he is the DLC. Like, he is like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Ruben would have the, said he would have the mafia chop up the victims. Ruben's request to lower his cash bail was denied after pleading guilty to the February charges. He will reportedly be held in Rikers Island on May 3rd when he is expected to make his second court appearance, uh, since last month. Um, and of course, hate crimes have been on the rise in the U.S., uh, since 2015 as the number of hate groups has also surged to at least 917 nationwide. Meanwhile, 867 bias-related incidents occurred in just a span of 10 days following the election of President Donald Trump, uh, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. So that is interesting. Uh, Karen, Karen stepped out for a second, so I can't get her rating on this. I'm going to assume it's 100. But, uh, yeah. Mike, what about you? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that, that's 100. That, that's, that's, that's 105. That's all the way up there. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, I will give this 100 as well. That's that's about as racist as it gets man yeah yeah um you're getting threatened you you there's a special task force designed in the mafia to deal with like you're getting all this that's all the way racist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's not have any of that on the tour we might run into it but let's let's see how it goes we're gonna let's hope see. not guys okay we're gonna, hope, we're gonna hope not we hope not but yeah geez. i mean this pray for the comics guys let's just hope that they do okay out there um yeah, pray for America after we get back. But right now <laughs> <laughs> that's the copy. Um, this this one is less of a uh this this one's a little bit different. Um okay. apparently there is um a company, a French design collective called Vitamint Designs. Um and they are selling plain white Hanes t shirts that are oversized t-shirts you guys may know them uh from you may remember these from like the 90s when and 2000s when people started having those oversized big wife tees mm-hmm. um yeah they're selling them right now for over 700 dollars some of them tees you used to go out to the foot locker to get 740 dollars is how much they're selling oversized white t-shirts uh vitamin sells what is they the- made out of they sell the collaborative Hanes piece at Nordstrom. Uh, and why is it so pricey? Remember when in the early 2000s you can get any color tall t-shirt three, do- three for $10? Mm-hmm. 
remember that yeah yeah well apparently um they they decided that uh they they can sell those for 740 now okay white folks is buying it <laughs> let's just keep that real because mm-hmm. they know y'all stupid enough yeah. to buy that price with that same regular ass cotton you was getting the three for ten they ain't changed nothing on it this cotton ain't made of gold mm-hmm. yep that is crazy. so uh, all you need is buy like a 20 pack for yeah you can i mean you used to could get like you can go to i used to go to footlock and get five for 25 and shit like 740 dollars and they got a picture of by the way the model they have wearing this shirt jesus christ you know yeah it's like the whitest woman ever um (laughs) in this shirt like (laughs) <laughs> like can y'all see it karen mm-hmm, this is a regular ass shirt uh x hangs oversized double t 740 dollars no was- reviews for the item yet because ain't nobody stupid enough to buy that shit i hope not so all right well uh zero to 100 karen oh that's 100 all right mike i mean i w- i would i would say does is that really was this in Nordstrom? Uh, I don't know exactly where it was, but it was in, yeah, it was in some high fashion place. I don't remember now. Yeah, it doesn't affect me. I'm going to go with the zero. I'm still in these streets. Okay. You know what? Yes, Wait, Karen. Sorry, think about it. I, my score is going to go to a zero because if you're dumb enough to buy that, you, you, you get what you deserve and you're going to wash it. It's going to shrink three sizes. Mm. Hmm. See, they're trying us. They're trying us. I have to give it like a 25 because okay. I won't lie. I am fucked with a little bit by the idea that just because some white people made it, they was like, we should be able to sell this for $740. As if it's some groundbreaking idea that's never existed before. Especially when it was like a huge part of our culture as black people. So it's like, okay, yeah. People do, like, I'm not, I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough to not remember this shit. It wasn't that long ago when the, when the, when the long white tee was like the fucking staple of everybody's fucking like, uh clothing collection so like i I am fucked with a little bit i won't even lie like the idea of selling that for seven it would be like if i saw somebody selling hoop earrings or afro fist picks but it was white people and they were like it's nine hundred dollars i'd be like white people are crazy i'm not like angry but i don't fuck with a little bit like man white people are crazy that y'all really don't pay no attention to us Mm -mm -mm. life must be so great to be white that you could just really be like I don't know what these black people are doing. Ooh, have you seen these Nikes? Never heard of them. I'm gonna start wearing these. And I guess because I never wore those shirts, they don't directly affect me. Yeah. So that's probably why my score is zero. So if I was reading something about hoop earrings, you you would. I would have something to say about that. I mean, y'all not required to be fucked with. I'm just giving my score. Just I'm not debating it. Just I do. I do have a just a little. It's not like a lot. It's just a look like. Yeah. Like white people are crazy. That's really why yeah. I, I smile when I say it. And I'm like, well, I think if we can like figure out a way to like be the wholesaler of the white tees or something, you that would I mean? be like, so dope. That's, that, that, that that's why I'm like at zero because I'm like, wait a minute, there might be money. In this. They should you know sell I mean? the tees for seven forty and give seven hundred to black charities. You know what I mean? Like, like you still would make. <laughs> like a, a $35 profit on each tee anyway but then like do something positive with the money give something back to our community or something because yeah. come on guys this is this is ridiculous give um, us more money make more culture that you can 
than take and sell for seven hundred dollars <laughs> five years later. Please, just oh my god! Because it comes right back. It comes right back. This will be like this will be like uh for Asian people if tickets for Ghost in the Shell sold for like three hundred dollars. It was just like, not only did you steal our shit, but now y'all hiked the price up on the shit? Like, come on, dog. Oh, man. In, in, a, in a way, look at how much, uh, I know Scarlett Johansson got paid a nice little sum of money. They wasn't going to get out to no Asian actors. Yep. Right? That's true. Thank you, thank about it. I mean, it is, a, wait till y'all see, wait till y'all see Get In Here in, in about 12, 12 years, a movie about a, 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 a white couple. <laughs> that go to a black cookout. It's It's crazy. <laughs> We all we all do need we do need to reverse get out of that one white dude that goes to the black cookout though. Oh, you know your aunt's boyfriend. Come on, you we know, all have him. You know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Charles, get in here, Charles, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> At Thanksgiving, you know what I mean. Uh, oh. You know, I like the I like the Tar Heels too. Oh, okay, he cool. It, get like get in would be like a very very short movie it would right it would only last like 10 minutes because black people are way more accepting of of people outside of our culture coming in and it'd be one of them things they'd be like what is this pumpkin pie and the record just skip you know how everybody froze and look that's everybody just gonna freeze and when he go when he goes to the bathroom everybody stops talking they're like this nigga brought pumpkin pie are you serious right now (laughs) i can't believe this tell me that or you know what you have racist people on outside don't nobody tell me the white boy's gonna be here why ain't y'all telling me that yeah, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that would last about, like I said, it'd be a much shorter movie. Yeah. Wouldn't be no brain swapping, none of that. Just. It'd probably, it'd probably be the, the, the black person brought him over is like, oh, let me just fix you a plate and then right. ask the credits. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want a bill, John? Come watch the game with us. That's, <laughs> get in. The easiest, the easiest, ah! <laughs> the easiest, uh, thriller of all time. You can start movie ever on Snapchat. A 10 second thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um all right and lastly georgia debates confederate pride and slavery civil rights leader and civil rights leaders in georgia are fighting an effort to recognize confederate history month arguing that doing so would gloss over the u.s history of slavery the proposal seeks to honor confederate states that engaged in a four-year struggle for states rights (laughs) <laughs> to be racist you're trying it you i mean this, this is this is this is verbiage this is all the verbiage of some bullshit this is all the verbiage of bullshit this started out with bullshit and it is just layers of bullshit this right. this is good organic bullshit you're like, giving right now the weekend the, the weekend's haircut was a four-year struggle okay like ah! you can't go to war for slavery and be like it was a struggle y'all it was just it was a struggle <laughs> we had a tussle our, our, our struggling. what about the confederate soldiers <laughs> <laughs> they risked their lives you know we had a little little tussle little little horse play over for the right of humans uh that's all oh. little uh state republican representative tommy benton of jefferson said his bill would honor southern heritage by doing more to recognize georgia's confederate history um benton's resolution doesn't mention the civil war it would make april confederate history and heritage month and april 26 oh they had to do it right after black history month Mm -hmm. and april 26 Mm -hmm. confederate memorial day wow 
we don't even have so they you know what they're equating that with is like y'all get martin luther king day and a whole month in the black history we can't get something for uh confederate history month huh what about our heroes bitch get out of here you got well, streets named after okay. them buildings named after them statues well go ahead i'm sorry if baby. they if they want a memorial day for the confederate slaves for the confederate fighters then we go need for the slaves better than they you know what i mean for like the slave for the slaves that were killed like these people were better than you and you had them slaved up so you can have your <laughs> memorial day if we have a better than day if you want to say let's honor these slave honor the confederate people then let's have the better than better than day and then we can honor these slaves who was on there working the land because y'all motherfuckers made a mistake and also nigga we going to georgia in april why are they doing this when the tour is <laughs> going to be in a town they gonna, it's going to be highly debated tour down highly uh, you know my favorite one of my favorite key and pill skits is uh when they dress up as slaves and they're just like in the skit they're just walking somewhere talking and you're like where the fuck are these niggas going in modern day times dressed as slaves and the skit ends when they arrive to a confederate reenactment like like, <laughs> like like all the white people feel guilty and fucked up because they like because they always rehearse these confederate reenactments but the idea of slavery never comes up that this is what this war is about about these people's humanity and the way that we treat them and trying to control their bodies and minds and shit they just it's, it's like it's just a we just having to like coming out here with muskets and playing around it's like no dog what about that slavery and they look so fucking angry and confused when these niggas showed up in that slave gear boy oh <sighs> love that, was that eric andre that was uh king and peel oh king that's right that's right that's yeah right. I, I fucking love i love they show man it got i think it got slept on but it seemed like uh people are coming around after get out like oh maybe i'll check that show out you know mm-hmm. Do you think it's right for uh, Dave Chappelle to call him out? That shit felt whack to me, um, but I understand his point that nobody yeah. was doing skit shows the exact formula that he was, which is you come on yeah. stage and you you uh, don't really monologue. You come on stage between skits, and then the skits that you yeah. do are pre-taped, and then you take the live audience laughter i did yeah. uh like that that is something he quote unquote invented i think he's still taking elements from other shit in a lot yeah. of ways you're not the first to like do that shit but you're the first one to put it together in that exact format right um i think it's odd that he called them out specifically when mencia did the same shit and a lot of people <laughs> shit hannibal did it just like a couple years ago hannibal tried to have a show so what hannibal show the why show the yeah yeah like i mean it's 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 the thing where um you are the forebearer you are the inventor and i think to a certain extent i don't know how serious he was about the created by thing i think he has some issues with comedy central still mm-hmm. so i think that's really more of a shot at comedy central than ken pill um but mencia did it hannibal did it a bunch of people have done it since then you know um and the way i the way i see it uh he called out key and peel because they're the most successful at it and they're black you know so that's probably why he they were on his radar as the the ones to pick at and um they are almost like the safe black people to pick at because there's a lot of black people that don't even really fuck with them 
but also don't know why they don't fuck with them you know what i mean like they don't actually watch the show to be like this is why they are not good they just assume that they're not funny and not good people or whatever um so yeah i felt bad about it man you know to be honest because uh dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians uh but you know he's human too man if that's how he felt that's how he felt you know what what am i gonna say man um i know when people looked at his show the first time i guarantee there was people that probably felt that way about his shit like oh so you just gonna take the same shit that chris rock was doing on hbo and do it on comedy central you know i guarantee there were people like that that felt a certain way but they probably felt like not they probably kept it to themselves to be honest and he just decided not to right so yeah yeah that's the thing it's like okay sure you changed you changed i guess sketch shows but it's like you didn't really invent it because you were influenced by this other thing yeah and i also think it was like interesting because it's like when we talk about black support i remember i didn't really get into to the Chappelle show, I think to like midway first season mm-hmm. or maybe the second season because the DVDs got really popular and everybody was like, Oh, you got to watch this. The show is so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think with like uh key and peel because they're so ingrained in like the, uh, I guess like the second city UCB type of like sketch improv house comedy. And that's not like the Def jam kind of like more mm-hmm. raw comedy that, that like we weren't really like fucking with them. And, and now that, he made a more like Keanu. Keanu was pretty good, and people just didn't fuck with it. Yeah, it was like, yeah. They're like, I'm not watching this. It's about a fucking cat. I'm not watching this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But then when you do a movie like Get Out, everybody's like, we gotta support Jordan. Right. We gotta do this. The young brothers making all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, keep supporting, supporting talent wise. But if you see, if, if don't get mad if you see it's his fiance or something. Don't get yeah. mad. Just, just still, you know, he's still black, y'all. He's well, still, that's you right. know what it is. That's that. That's also that thing though where. um yeah yeah no problem um but that's also that thing where i think um people hop on to the bandwagon whenever they feel like appreciated so that was the first thing that people watched where they really a lot of black people felt appreciated because of the narrative of get out that they didn't you know really know or feel during the sketch show um (laughs) and i'll say that as a fan that watched the show like i just thought the shit was funny and i think ultimately it proves something that i believe man like people really just come to all this shit for entertainment mm-hmm. yeah everyone tries to talk around it and i mean no offense but people are full of shit like yeah. they are always mm-hmm. talking about like they have this high moral barometer or that uh, this isn't funny to me and that's not funny and this this i don't want you know i don't like him because of this i don't like it listen if someone's entertaining most people really do accept that the uh agreement the unspoken agreement is i give you money you entertain me right that's it like you you don't promise to be a good person you don't promise to be a role model you don't promise to always agree with them you you don't make any other promise than i am going to attempt to entertain you for the money that you gave me that's it and i think when people try to make it more complex than it is and that's all that get out is people were entertained by this product of his so they gave him money like and they're gonna see it yeah. more than once and all if get out would have sucked but been about the same thing but just not as good or it would have been like like we liked it as black people but white people ain't fuck with it at all and it didn't if get the out was uh the birth of a nation you mean yeah if it didn't have the commercial success and mm-hmm. the only people that liked it were black people and it didn't make you know it's setting records still 
I feel like, you know, there would be black people that were like, yeah, I fuck with this dude, heavy, da 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 da. But it wouldn't be the kind of thing where it's like, well, what movie is he gonna get next? What studio is looking to sign him? Yeah. What, you know, what yeah. idea is he gonna come up with? Um, like it is now because it made a lot of that money and got a lot of white people's money and white approval as well so you know it, it's it, the game is rigged against you if you're a black creator um and it's rigged against you if you're a black fan you know who should be pissed off right now who spike lee because he had all the time to make that movie yeah i know all as much as spike lee you have to do is just think what could i make a movie about <laughs> for black people <laughs> Yeah, it would have been the same movie. It's just that there would have been a jazz player somewhere in the in the in the party. And that the, the part where the part where Chris gets overwhelmed and leaves the party would have been him on that rail thing that where it looks like you're floating. Ah! Like, yeah, <laughs> the spike shot. Hey, let me, uh, hey Mike. Uh, so it, it, we have a hour and twenty minute cap. I'm gonna go to the next session and invite you right back on screen. It's just gonna be a minute. Okay. Give me one second, okay, everybody. Cool. All right, it's only take one second. Um. Hey, yo, Brent. Yo, what's up, Jen? Yo, 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 Big C told me you was at the club pushing up on one of my hoes. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, man, yo, man, that hoe is a hoe. Yo, yo, that hoe is a hoe. She may be a hoe, but she's my hoe. You know? The hoe is mine. I'm inviting you back on and <laughs> I don't see Mike in here. Where's Mike? Uh I don't see Mike. Sometimes, Am I missing something? Sometimes it moves people over slower. Okay. I'll invite him. Uh I already invited everybody. Hmm. Alright. Uh should I maybe I can sit on the link again? Yeah, do that. Alright. Let me, uh, alright, give me one second, guys. I have to figure this shit out. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. What I'm talking about is when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic. That is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Do respect, Frank. If I buy something, I own it. No, that ain't true. That ain't true. Car, I want to paint it. I can paint it. Yeah, but you don't have to. This is what I'm saying to you, Nick. You don't have to. It's good enough the way it is. You can make enough money off it the way it is just by calling it blue magic. Anything more than that's greed, son. What do you want, Frank? You want me to change the name on it? I would have to insist that you change the name. Fine by me, Frank. I, uh, I call it Red Magic. Yeah. Even though that don't sound as good. Now, I don't give a fuck what you call it. Put a chokehold on the <laughs> motherfucker and call it blue dog shit. You know what I mean? I don't care. Just don't let me catch you doing this again. Catch me? Infringement? Insist? I don't like these words as much as please. Thank you. I'm sorry to bother you, Nikki. These are better words you just come to my motherfucking club without an invitation. Hear me? Oh, I see him. Oh, damn. I did see him. Uh, <laughs> right when I went to click on his name, it disappeared. He probably, like, reloading or clicking the link I sent him. So, uh, all right. Mike will be back in a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he is. All right, cool. I see him.
let me invite them on and that should fix the issue <clears throat> there he goes all right so uh yeah the other part of it too um for me is that uh you know as a fan of both of those you know key and peel and Chappelle, mm-hmm. um i know part of the shit is that Chappelle had beef with comedy central right and i yeah. think the natural mm-hmm. inclination of fans is to like uh be on dave Chappelle's side regardless of whatever happened but maybe he yeah. just wasn't built for that life like they were able to do no. a show for like four seasons on a corp with a corporation backing them their fucking youtube videos were motherfucking bananas Please. like Comple- the the Comple- youtube videos got more hits than the show got like yeah. they they changed the game too and i think what Chappelle is conflating is like being derivative and like stealing something from you with being a a pioneer that changed the game look at us as podcasters how many podcasts now read their reviews but only if they're five stars right a lot of them people that have never heard of us they will never fucking know about where that policy came from the the, all the shows they listen to do it some you know they don't know that that's us you know what i mean i don't get mad about that shit Mm -hmm. and if like you know some uh if the read was like we read reviews now only five stars i wouldn't be like these motherfuckers see the originator i would just be like oh that's dope that that is a positive thing that changed a lot of people's shows for the better and it it made people support better and i like i would feel like that's a positive thing people come and hit me up all the time when like on twitter or something i heard this podcast and they do the similar thing that y'all do it's cool it's okay. like it's co- it's completely fine because the one thing you can never ever copy is us no, you know what i'm saying it's I, one me. yeah it's insecurity that makes people react that way like you stole from me nah if they if they can take your if they can take the concept you had and make it more popular than what you was doing they figured something out to make it popping that you could to be honest i mean it could just be the machine it could it could be the machine but at the end of the machine are people that make a decision whether to watch that or not so at the end of the day somebody decides each individual decides for themselves i fuck with this or i don't right so like if 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 somebody starts doing i don't know what the fuck white people news on a show or some shit like that like everybody gonna see it for what it is you know what I mean? Like everybody gonna be like, "Well, y'all didn't come up with that shit." Segment of the Comedy All Liars podcast, White People News. Yeah, yeah. Like if y'all start doing White People News, the brand new Comedy Out Lives recurring segment, people gonna be like, "Ethnicity." People gonna be like, "These niggas stole this bit." Like it's gonna, like you don't even have to say it if it's that if if it's that obvious. But something like this, I don't think it was even that obvious because people have actually yeah. tried to do what Chappelle did and failed at it exactly. and Ken Peel just did better than everybody else and took it and made it their own I don't see what's so bad about it but the, but the other thing is like I think it like okay let's take the format aside of like I mm-hmm. guess having sketches and then having the recorded laughter whatever on it mm-hmm. because SNL had sketches with laughter being aired on TV all the time so just the recorded part of it is a new thing like let's right. record it let's show it live and let's record the laughter of it versus let's act these sketches out live right but then you say you trying to take success for the show is taking away from Key and Peele 
having wrote together for however many seasons of Mad TV, yeah. doing however many years of training back in, you know, in Chicago, UCB or whatever, like, you can't take that away from them. And it's like, also, maybe the success of the show was also attributed, like you said, to having the sketches on YouTube. Right. With the Chappelle show, we, we have the DVDs, but it was like, you can just say, okay, here's this one sketch they aired last night. It was up the next day. Mm-hmm. Millions of views on a sketch. Like, it was like social commentary. You know what I mean? Like, I remember watching the uh, the, the one about, like, like going to the land where, where black people were safe. It was like a musical or something. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, and it's like you were sharing it or whatever. Like, oh, this is amazing. And still hadn't watched that season yet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, right. like. I think I think it was just a petty. I thought it was kind of petty. Like I get it, but I'm like, come on, that was petty. There's so many other things. Yeah, I think I, I think that shit. As a person that has felt that way about stuff in the past, I just yeah. think it comes from insecurity. Like honestly, yeah. man. Like like either you're either you're happy with the decisions you made with Comedy Central or you're not, dog. But it ain't their fault. Whatever it is, you left a huge vacuum in the comedy market. Somebody was gonna come fill that vacuum you can't really be mad at that like that's just that's just life right there you know what i mean like if we stop doing a podcast tomorrow everybody in the world not gonna be like well no more comedy black podcast like the fuck out of here that's that's life dog i can't come back years later and be like comedy outliers only blew up because they copied us like ah! kind, of, kind of shit is that man it's uh, anyway like i said i'm not <laughs> these i won't let go of the salt okay <laughs> like uh but you know i but I, i'm glad that um the whole thing, yeah it's but, but but it's also it's also a thing where um where it's like when when like let's just say about just five star reviews right right well that's something that's like that was your thing and it's like taken and it's used by podcasts that aren't even in this sphere you right. know what i mean it's like podcasts that are just talking about uh nail clippers and shit and they're bringing it and they don't even know where they're attributing these things to or even the type of segments you have and they're like hey we should do something like this and start stealing and and making i think the frustrate that like i think as a black creative there's Mm. so much frustration that way you know what i mean because you look at like forms of music you know Mm. you look at rock and roll you look at uh with jet you know jazz you look at hip-hop and r&b and how things are like changing around and shifting like well you know it all started over here and it's like oh that doesn't matter i think dave was upset that way but it hurts so much when you're like man but these are other these are other brothers doing it like you you know you could also uplift you could also right. say yo i ruled I, I ran everything to where i could run it and i said i can't do this for me this ain't this ain't for me no more but if anybody wants to pick up that baton pick it up and run farther than i could yeah i was talking to somebody and there was i was like man clearly you know dave kind of left a lot of people in the lurch the way he abruptly was like fuck this fuck the money fuck everything i'm out like i don't want to do this shit anymore and they was like well clearly it was because the network was doing something wrong i was like i don't know ask neil brennan you know what i mean like ask the other people that was eating that was like yo like that's part of being eccentric too is you might be like one thing i think dave captured that a lot of people will never understand and i kind of understand it is the idea of what is cool and how to Mm -hmm. keep how to keep something cool and part of that is you can only take certain levels of shit to certain places like okay i can do a sketch show but i can't do a sketch show that lasts seven years because it can't stay cool for seven years it can stay cool for two 
yeah. you know what i mean but by the time it's really like a corporate structured entity that is just producing thing after thing where yeah. the network wants 22 episodes instead of 15 or whatever at some point you got to make a decision like all right can i do this forever and still be known as that nigga no you can't but some people don't want to be that nigga they want that comedy central money and they and they're cool with a sketch show that hits one once out of every two sketches as opposed to three out of every four sketches you know what i'm saying like that's that's the difference to me and i think he can keep that, yeah. but you don't get to keep that and then be like, and I'm shitting on Eric on these other two dudes, but right. you know, yeah. that that's his opinion or whatever. Like I said, I'm still a big fan of that dude, but yeah, I, I thought that shit was petty, man, you know? Well, it was a little petty. It was petty. Yeah, you know? That's the thing, man. Now, now like, when I, I think the people see the world as like when they favorite person does something, when they somebody they're a fan of, it's like, I gotta have they back. I gotta defend everything they ever do and say and i'm like i don't i never been like that like i can still be a fan of somebody and be like yeah everything that come out their mouth ain't gold dog mm-hmm. like sometimes niggas fuck up man and they they don't they might not ever realize how fucked up some of the shit they say or do is correct but i'm you know i can still be a fan of that person's art you know so that's how i feel yeah. i also think that's going away it is like like just being like you know just just critical and also accepting and be like you know what I like this person for this, this, and I don't like when this person does this and this, but I do respect him, you know, respect him or her as a person and cool. Yeah. I don't, they don't got to lose their job over some shit that, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, hey, or unless they do something, it's like, oh, they, this motherfucker should get fired. Right. But it's not like I hate them now because they did this one thing I didn't like. Right. And and I think for me, the definition of fan has changed because my definition of fan and the current definition of fans are different. My definition of being a fan is, oh, I enjoy what you do and I take it at face value. I can agree or disagree. And like for comedy, I might think it's funny, but it's still fucked up. Right. I don't mean I agree with you just because I laughed. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how I view it. For some people, in my opinion, when it comes to fans, they act like fan is also in conjunction to ownership. I'm a fan, so I own what you do. Mm-hmm. I own what you say. You can't say nothing to offend me. You can't say anything to hurt my feelings. And if I laugh, that means I agree. And I don't function like that. You you know what I think changed that for a lot of people? Uh, the internet and not just social media, because most people think it's just social media. Like, that that did change a lot though because like everyone's their own brand everyone's the authority on every fucking thing someone says one thing you don't like you can go get all the retweets and likes and shares and shit that like people i think people would be lying to say that that's not part of some of the shit with the call out culture and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but more importantly we started being able to have art without spending any money right Mm -hmm. so i think people just feel like they own shit now because it's like you know i click on this thing i steal your music i take it's mine it's more mine than it is yours now because because i didn't buy into it whereas if um everyone had to buy ten dollars for an album you'll be see people that would be like yeah i'm not investing ten dollars in this artist therefore i don't really fuck with or care about this artist's opinion on shit because i didn't have a 10 like i got i'm not giving you the ten dollars dog so you know what else happens with, when i don't give you the ten dollars i don't hear your shit and what happens when i don't hear your shit i don't care about you which is yeah. totally fine and used to kind of be the thing the way things work when we were coming up right so it was like if you had a problem with nwa's message you weren't buying their album to be upset 
no you were not now with everything basically being free almost or whereas at this point streaming is almost free like to a lot of people i really think everyone's like i can check that out because it doesn't cost me anything but some time so when people talk about the Chappelle stand up kendrick lamar's album or song the investment is a lot less because you don't have to invest a lot anymore like you used to have to yo did you hear kendrick's song it's fucked up word what okay what well well, i guess i bought a single oh can i can i copy your tape like it used to be a time you had to do all that shit just so you can be in this conversation and with and, and with the internet now we have this conversation that's global that didn't exist before right and then you have free media essentially so you got two factors driving people to come into these arguments i want to be part of the conversation and i want to have this shit so i'm gonna get your shit i'm gonna argue about your shit and it didn't cost me anything but some time so i think that's right. what, what's happening right now you know mm-hmm. no i i totally agree that that's what's happening and it's like uh i wonder what it's gonna do for comedy because it's like with Chappelle special it's like one of those weird things where they're like oh these jokes these jokes shouldn't even be told because they're factually wrong or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like no one's going to comedy to heat to like learn something you just right. want to laugh and most right. of the jokes are because they're so insane like right. if we're going to start getting to a point where we start telling jokes and you're like you know um, I think he said something about like if you, he was like if you if your guy friend is like hey let's cut off our dicks and whatever like if you start saying well if your guy friend who is mm-hmm. transphobic and this and, and right. all these copies like it takes the joke away like you know what he's trying to say and you might laugh at it because you either agree or disagree or you just find it funny and that's just it. Well, some people, some comedians are going to figure it out like that. Oh like yeah. that landscape some comedians are gonna find the balance yeah, for changes. that landscape because i think uh part of this shit is about trust like when you yeah. tr- when you trust somebody you let them make the joke that you wouldn't let somebody else make a joke you know yeah. and and then also so with a comedian as big as dave Chappelle, with a rapper as big as kendrick lamar they draw people to the art that don't really fuck with the art like that Correct. you know what i mean there's a lot of people that the only stand-up special they're gonna watch this year will be that Chappelle stand-up special right and the only one they're gonna watch next year will be none unless he do another one because it was mm-hmm. that's why they gave him that money was because yeah. motherfuckers will go watch his shit that i mean you know how many fucking stand-up specials that are on, on netflix right now a lot you know yeah they're giving them away dog they're giving them away there's one right now like that i you couldn't watch them all if you wanted to right now like so so it's so the art is out there for people but i think only certain people making an event and you know no offense to bill burr um no offense to jim gaffigan Chappelle's an event you know what i'm saying like nigga ain't did stand up for you know on tv for people in 10 years like he Uh he's he he made it the super bowl for a lot of people and everybody watches the super bowl so they give their attention to that one thing but if you just let the time pass it'll be fine for most people it'll be fine you know the people that watched yeah. it that that don't like it to be honest if they watch most stand-up specials on netflix they won't like them so it's not so like they're probably not paying to go to stand to, to comedy shows they're not they're not buying comedy albums they're not really in that spectrum anyway so it's so it's not so like to me comedians are the most like sensitive people to feedback and then it's 
the most vitriol like vitriolic feedback is happening to comedians so it's this perfect microcosm on the internet of like paranoid people talking to angry people yeah so i, I totally agree man at any rate um a hundred for um <laughs> the confederate pride and slavery month um uh the confederate flag month uh that they want to do in georgia karen what about you oh yeah 100 all right mike how do you feel about it um i, I think that's 100 all right uh, i feel like we need to decompress guys okay mm-hmm. it's got a little heavy all right now yeah. i would do some guess the race but uh <sighs> i feel like this is a very special tuesday mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh we got mike brown on and i think we should instead maybe talk about some white people news mm-hmm. white people okay news. Okay. Um, let me find a white person song that uh that people love. Let's see, how about uh here we go. White people love this. white people are talking about guys sound like a thing you be into feeling nippy thousands of scantily clad skiers and snowboarders brave the cold as they hit the slopes in bikinis at russia's at russia's boogle woogle festival hmm. mm-hmm. not to be confused with mike brown's oogie boogies festival oogie <laughs> totally different uh Two completely different festivals yeah uh, uh apparently um it's not cold enough out there around twenty thousand people are expected to have attended 20, the event mm-hmm. yep they attend this event at soshi national park remember where the olympics were mm-hmm. thousands of skiers and snowboarders hit the piste i don't even know what that is that's such a white word p-i-s-t-e-s piste i don't know of russia this weekend wearing only their swimsuits the scantily cloud snow uh scantily clad snow nuts were in olympic ah. Ru- rusa couture restaurant in sochi national park for boogle woogle the world's nuttiest ski event the festival which started on thursday and will run until tomorrow is believed to have attracted around twenty thousand people for its second year the revelers were all at their resort to brave the cold to slide and carve their way through uh, into the guinness book of world records for the largest downhill ride in swimsuits that's a guinness record <laughs> did that exist before they started doing it or was that Probably just... not anyway so ridiculous. uh it was so it was a great success <laughs> with around 1200 people taking part other highlights at boogle woogle included ski jumping I mean, in, sk- boogle woogle. <laughs> so 
ski jumping into a swimming pool at a holly festival of colors and celebration and live music uh, damn this is like Ooh. santa claus out here skiing um <laughs> what he do he ain't fucking with the reindeer yeah i guess not man uh there's four dudes just chilling and a chair left with no shirts on this dude has nipple pasties and that's the rest of the article guys so that's what white people are thinking about boogle woogle mm-hmm. uh let's see what else they heard the oogie boogie and they stole and they your boogie. shit mike mike gonna be doing an interview talking about letting go of the salt in 10 years Aww. and saying he wants credit for boogle woogle uh <laughs> you don't see that netflix standard special they're giving them out <laughs> i have a line about it i won't create a box right oh i gotta watch it. Oogie boogie every night <laughs> <laughs> uh geek chic as kendall jenner and Haley baldwin make it cool to wear glasses word yeah man glasses are back because some white women start wearing them ah it's never been cooler to not have 2020 vision thanks to stylish stars incorporating one's geeky specs into their sleek looks from Haley baldwin's clear frames to gg hadid's aviator glasses the season's frames are the perfect addition to any ensemble Mm-mm. whether you need them or just want to make a fashion statement shop females guide to the four eyewear trends of the season people that are uh uh have eye privilege don't really realize the struggle with people with glasses on we're like hey we'll just do it just for fun Mm-mm. that's a good point karen i wasn't offended till you said that i mean i'm not trying to be funny when i say that because there's a mm. lot of people that, that the, the, the glass struggle is real when i talk to people about it well to be honest i'm not really offended by these people wearing glasses as much as i'm offended by nba stars wearing glasses like you can't be the people that used to pick on us in high school and steal our style ah! you, like these niggas get grown and start wearing fucking pocket protectors Glasses. and button up ah! shirts and tight pants I'm like nigga you dressing like urkel now with beacons like you was cool in high school now you get all the benefits of that and you get to look like a nerd fuck I you know. pocket protectors and shit. damn russell westbrook ah! uh it's about to get tough kevin hart admits that he's terrified his 12 year old daughter heaven and starting to talk about boys oh she's so precious yep yep but I, I had to put it in white people news oh look at this you know, little boy white white people love kevin hart they do now uh he's learning how hard it is to be a dad to a tween a central intelligence actor admits it's scary dealing with his 12 year old daughter having crushes and talking about boys the 37 year old father sat down with e-news to talk about being a father to his two children daughter heaven and his nine-year-old son hendrix oh <laughs> it's scary stuff it's about to get tough she's already tough she's she's having a soccer theme party okay honey the word no does not exist no matter how tired you are he admitted and the actor revealed he's having a hard time balancing keeping an open dialogue with his daughter and not wanting to know the details she actually talks to me about boys which makes me mad but i can't let her know that because she's comfortable with telling me she's like i think i like this guy this boy he's nice he's cool i just want you to know because i just want to tell you stuff oh that's so sweet mm-hmm. the jumanji star says he wants to have good communication with his kids so if that means dealing with the subjects that he doesn't have a ton of experience with he's fine with it 
kevin who has both of his kids with ex uh wife tori hart says he just he's just not used to dealing with girls this is the first time i'm dealing with this so it's not like i have a ton of experience my mom had two boys it was me and my brothers so this is my this is me dealing with a girl at different levels he continued i mean this is my heart i don't want to prohibit things but she is a child so you make sure she understands the parameters what that she can and can't do we're living in different times so the way that you could prohibit things back in the day is different now the internet gives kids access to anything and everything he admits communication is extremely important and he doesn't want to lose that with his daughter the a-list actor isn't always a strict dad as he admits he often finds himself laughing at the mistakes his children make ah i laugh at a lot of stuff at first but then i give my dad speech but you can't let them see you laugh ain't that true kevin ain't that the truth <sighs> this is so much more relaxing than talking about racism mm. <laughs> oh, it is it is it mm. is Thank he's you. just being a father yeah sounds like he's gearing up for another special like that that whole thing about him dealing with the kid it's how it sounded like oh i think he's gonna start doing jokes about that he has mm-hmm. been seen in new york city on various various clubs uh two three weeks ago so yeah yep. he, he's one yep. of those people that i don't i don't know anybody that is a fan quote-unquote of his stand-up but i don't know anybody that hates that dude either. right most people go he's just not my thing but that's cool though most people go i hate him that nigga's selling out selling out stadiums okay yes he is somebody like that shit yeah. i don't know if people lying what like people like either people like it but they don't feel like you could come out and say you like it they buy tickets or i just don't hang out in the circles of all the people that really that fuck with him like that because that nigga's when i be seeing his movies for his special the, the beginning of the movie is james bond they don't even got nothing to do with fucking stand-up i'm like mm-hmm. he got all the money mm. uh show contestants have were left in the wilderness and not told that the show was canceled oh what show was canceled left in the wilderness it was a show called eden yeah it was a show called eden it's a reality show on channel four in the uk oh shit it was supposed to chronicle a group of 23 strangers attempting to build a society from scratch in the wilderness of the scottish highlands accompanied by a small camera crew the show aired four episodes last season but then it got shelved after ratings dropped to less than a million viewers that's typical uh remember utopia no i don't that's not what's not typical ah. is that the contestants were not told the show was canceled and were left in the wild to continue the experiment what nigga see that's the thing yeah. these reality shows oh go uh what'd you say mike i'm sorry hold on I, you you broke up a little bit Oh, I was saying the producers couldn't talk to them and say, hey, we're canceling the show because they had no contact with them at all. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, these reality shows, a lot of times you don't have TV, internet, phones, mm-hmm. nothing. So you don't have any contact with the outside world. So oh, if they want to keep it going, I mean, even if the producers knew it was canceled, I guess they were like, like, y'all signed a contract, y'all going to be here 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could use this footage for something else later. They, they probably will. Uh, but that's still fucked up y'all could have told them bought them home (laughs) last week the 10 contestants who hadn't quit the show emerged from the 600 acre estate oh shit where it was filmed to discover what had happened in the last year including brexit donald trump becoming president and yeah yeah wow brexit donald trump becoming president and the cancellation of that show being canceled all at once oh my god i couldn't imagine the mental shock 
being canceled wasn't even eden's only issue by september 2016 a third of the contestants had decided to leave saying they were too hungry or had been bullied by other contestants or just that the show was not what they thought it was going to be for instance at one point some of the men were forming a plan called operation cunt to get the women off the show <laughs> that's the end of it that's the last part of it <laughs> I'm sorry. Go have some nice through the news, and you just gonna go to Operation Cut and be like, and that's that. Well, I, I, there was more. I started laughing because Karen's face was just. Oh, I'm sorry. Karen's face <laughs> killed me. Like, of what? course, of course, the men started Operation Cut to get the right. women off the Who show. Else? If they was a thing called Operation Dick, it would be a fucking protest. They just want to be in the wilderness with a bunch of men, no women. Okay, Karen. No women. You got cooties. You ruin everything. Yeah, women get together. Put a smoke signal for them or something like. I know women gonna get together. Go, we gonna style one called Operation Asshole. Women only. Channel Four has reportedly promised the rest of the experiment will still air, just in a less timely fashion than it's originally been airing. The appeal of Eden is that it was a real experiment, and when filming began, we had no idea what the results would be and how those taking part would react to being isolated for months in a remote part of the British Isles. The channel said in a statement obtained by Variety, that's why we did it, and the story of that time, including the highs and the lows, will be shown later this year. Mm, so. I couldn't imagine the shot. Like I said, Brexit actually directly affects them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wow. They could have used them votes, Karen. Yeah, for doing that dumbass show. You're going to tell, hey, you're going to be on the show. What's it going to do for your career? Nothing. You're going to be on the show, and you're going to have to start life for this year or whatever long it was yeah that's what you get y'all bad yeah i feel like that's what mona scott young should do with one of them vh vh1 reality shows like just do hip-hop utopia yeah like we doing love and hip-hop eating we just not no we gonna leave them no cameras gonna cancel the show and just let y'all know what happened (laughs) who would be on that uh benzino it should be everybody that got kicked off the other shows like we should just <laughs> we should just do all that people i'll uh, be a bunch of we woman beaters on that end. uh oh yeah you're right that one dude young bird he hit that woman he got kicked off yeah he hit masika how do you know about that you do you watch the show I, yes i watched the first season of uh, hollywood oh okay yeah because ray j was on there mm-hmm. my nigga ray j ray uh, j can host it from like a remote location like charlie's angels like <laughs> Are we live? Listen, it's me, Ray J. I'm live right now with Benzino, Youngberg, Althea. There's a bunch of people out there that we don't remember. Uh, oh, <laughs> Mama God. Jones is in here. <laughs> oh, my God. All grown up. Eminem's daughter, Haley Scott, stuns in the latest Instagram photos as it's revealed that she is a normal college student. Oh, I didn't realize she was grown. Yeah, this doesn't seem like just yesterday her dad was rapping about killing her mama and taking the kidnapping her and then taking her to help bury the body in a remote area they grow up so fast guys so fast so fast uh she is the child of a famous rapper but eminem's daughter Haley isn't following her dad's footsteps to pursue a life of fame the gorgeous 21 year old is living a relatively normal life as a college student at michigan state university um yeah i guess meeting her dad would be weird for somebody yeah she probably don't even she probably don't even take her daddy out they're like nah dad you good i'm a big fan of yours man i remember you rapped about killing your daughter remember that (laughs) that was amazing (laughs) 
uh and her instagram account shows a happy and healthy woman who likes to spend time with her boyfriend to post photos of her weekend travels eminem's daughter who goes by Haley scott just uh looks just like her mother in the glamorous shots she posted on her account she has actively remained out of the public eye making it clear she does not have any other private accounts on the, or twitter account run by her in 2014 Haley graduated from chippewa valley high school in michigan and thanked her parents for their influence in her life her mother and father are wait are something are because they have pushed me uh because me to be a better person than i am uh and have given me all support to achieve what i have she said Haley achieved the prestigious summa cum laude status uh, which is bestowed upon those who achieve a 3.9 or above grade point average at the school in Clinton Township, Michigan. She maintained high grades while juggling numerous extracurricular activities, including National Honor Society, Art Club, Key Club, Volleyball, and Student Council. Yeah, here doing it all. Mm-hmm. And then she got, like, this white dude, like... Damn right she does. Like, like some type of... I don't know, like, he could be in a boy band. Yeah, I was about know? to say, a band. Yeah. He the lead guitarist uh Haley uh Haley's mom Kim Scott married Eminem whose real name is Marshall Mathers III in 1999 only to proceed with a nasty divorce two years later in a remarriage in 2006 that didn't last the, the year she has had her fair share of issues despite her daughter's success in October 2015 Kim was involved in a single driver crash in Michigan which she later admitted was a suicide attempt mm. it was intentional Kim told Detroit's channel 995 radio show Mojo in the morning seems like a weird place to tell somebody you tried to kill yourself like just it's such a happy sound it's mojo in the morning ding yeah so i tried to kill myself because i mean it was depressing y'all heard the album y'all heard the album i mean why y'all why y'all asking i mean the motherfucker said he wanted me dead and uh that's what happened right i mean come on now i never expected to make it out alive she said adding that she had been clean for 10 years and emotional kim added people think just because we have money that it makes us happy yeah i can pay bills yeah i can get my kids whatever they ask for and it's great to see them happy but you lose friend you lose family and you have no one you can trust you can speak who you can speak to witnesses saw kim drive her black escalator to a ditch where it smashed to a pole and flipped upside down where her trapped inside Shit. months later in january 2016 kim's twin sister dawn scott was found dead in a motor city trailer park after a heroin overdose she was said to be estranged from Kim at the time of her death. Man, it's got dark. Eminem, mm-hmm. this is why Eminem albums be like this. Yeah, I, I, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. I Jesus. was like, ain't nobody, nobody could be that, that upset and that deranged. And you hear this shit, you're like, oh, okay, it makes yeah. all the sense. Your mom had Munchausen syndrome and shit. Like, this nigga life was fucked up. And it sounded like he didn't help out the people that was, lives was fucked up around him. He was just like, but I'm fucked up too. And then, anyway despite personal tragedy <laughs> Haley appears to be enjoying her life as a college student and Haley's mom kim scott appears to be doing well and keeps in contact with her ex insisting that they're still best friends she's been real supportive she says they're really close we're just trying to raise our kids together and make it as normal as possible for them Aww. good for them man yeah. okay good for them good for Haley. you know um, yeah and uh yeah, out here yep. on instagram getting them and probably and give Eminem some more material to rap about. People trying to fuck his daughter, probably. I don't know. Um, daughter, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Unless you really rap well, Eminem, I might be like, all right. if you if you get high and you start like rapping about some crazy shit, then I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> back to back to normal. My yeah, dad's going on. crazy. 
uh gwyneth paltrow proves that her unusual health routines get results as she shows off natural beauty in barcelona Oh, she has a white hotel in it. What she is she? a white hotel. That is correct. She be selling us all kinds of shit. Put an egg in your vagina. Mm-hmm. Put a bullet up your nose. What are you doing, woman? I don't think she does bullet up the nose, but yes, she does eggs in the vagina. Yeah. And she also does, um, what else was it? It was that. Just a hustle. Some type of stone or some shit. She does a lot of shit. Uh, she is known around the globe for her weird and wonderful health regimes, but 44 year old Goop founder Gwyneth Paltrow is the one who will get the last laugh as she yet again proved that her methods deliver results when she's leaving a commercial suit and shoot in Barcelona. The willowy blonde actress and health guru looked stunning as she left the venue in a casual ensemble and paired black, uh, paired back makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me give y'all money to her white folks that's the other thing she got millions of dollars and she probably don't do none of that shit none somebody else comes, <laughs> somebody else comes with an idea and she just buys it from them and smacks her face on it yeah donning gleam oh go ahead i'm sorry what'd you say mike no that she's smart she's yeah. smart the hustle i, I want to shout out to uh not that ashanti for snow taps because i think that's hilarious snow taps yep that's what we call them snow taps i, I love that i Do- love it donning gleaming white converse skinny blue jeans and a buttoned up lighter denim shirt gwyneth looked business-like her gorgeously simple mid-length navy coat finished off the work chic outfit perfectly the actress who consciously uncoupled her husband with her husband chris martin shares children apple 12 and moses 10 with the coldplay front man oh god she was the apple orange peach she's a hotel she's just white so it's different if she was doing fucking health videos on Uncoupling. Facebook, we'd all be laughing about her wearing an onk and her hat being funny and shit. Yeah. So, uh, we're we gonna get our uncoupling. Uh, a conscious uncoupling? That's a divorce, Karen. It's just a nice way of saying it. You would like to be divorced? Is that what I'm Oh, hearing? that's what she means? No. Okay, yeah. That's just, white people get to call it something different. Okay. <laughs> she- <laughs> i'm eccentric i'm not getting divorced i'm consciously uncoupled like did you file the divorce paperwork because right that's what everyone else signs that's what they do. i'm not being arrested right now okay i am being willfully detained okay oh, lord so you might say i have a mug shot i would like to say that i have a detainment picture um oh, lord no 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 we're not trying to do that uh this week's uh spanish excursion was not all work for the beautiful blonde uh earlier in the day gwyneth indulged in a bit of sightseeing sharing a radiant selfie with fans showing a her view of barcelona in the background beaming under the bright blue sky the health guru wrote good morning buenos dias bon dia barcelona so Ah! good for her Mm -hmm. yep that's right she was getting super white yeah she is um her fruit salad children get out of here well at any rate um she's had a great time in in, uh barcelona and i I think we guys should recognize that okay guys all right um gwyneth and her kids joined as chris martin made a tour stop in the spanish city with coldplay in 2016 uh offering a rare glimpse of moses and apple gwyneth posted a photo with her children on the balcony oh that is so good man look at those little news (laughs) little white little perfect white angels Mm -hmm. uh and this time the world famous oscar winning actress may be going for reasons not explained by antioxidant filled green smoothie 
last week us weekly claimed gwyneth would love to wed her current beau screen queens producer brad falchuk a source oh, so told she gonna consciously marry him then she gonna consciously couple that motherfucker okay a source told <laughs> the publication that the actors wanted to engage soon adding they talk about marriage all the time and they know it will happen so there you guys go y'all caught up on white people news for now okay uh we only have one more thing to do and then we gotta we gotta get out of here guys and i gotta go watch carolina hopefully win the title okay let's all pray for me uh let's all you know send positive vibes towards the carolina tar heels okay i don't want my dad texting me tonight at fucking midnight telling me how you know obviously yeah sending me crying jordan memes and stuff that he found on the internet right because your daddy done, your daddy don't know about crying jordan memes you should have never put that shit in that nigga's hands <laughs> i went to my dad's house y'all the day before the final four i went to my dad's house to pick up our birth certificate because we want to get our um our passports mm-hmm. and you gotta have you gotta have a lot of shit to get a passport we'll yeah, talk about that do. at some point yeah. but at any rate we went there man and my dad was there in full duke gear head to toe and then we came in the house he got on the computer and started looking up crying jordan memes and then he started replaying youtube videos of duke hitting that shot over kentucky to win the championship the the the, the, the christian layton like i like he's just trolling man i don't know what i'm like and then he wanted to talk about academic scandals for carolina i was like listen we are in the final four just be mad i don't know what to tell you be mad as you want to be anyway yeah, there's some shit you just should never give old people, and my good crying Jordan face is one of them. I hope we win tonight, just so I can talk shit. <laughs> Sore ratchet this time, people. Is what I'm saying. Oh, he looking like what's that? Like what? Who's that coming a keno man a keno area man was arrested for attack with a sword oh yep he's in jail after allegedly injuring his sister with a sword wednesday daniel scott sexton white uh (laughs) do i have a picture i do not have a picture daniel scott sexton 55 was arrested after the incident uh west of keno a report from the claymouth county sheriff's office said sexton was in an argument with the victim and entered her room that night and struck her on the head with the sharp end of a metal sword the victim suffered a laceration to her head and said she was in fear for her life Mm -hmm. oh he is white karen good call yeah that sound white yeah picture just took a while to pop up um but uh yeah so um uh the victim suffered a laceration to her head sexton appeared in court thursday on charges of second degree assault unlawful use of a weapon and menacing menacing. Mm -hmm. i don't know why karen found menacing to be hilarious but but i'm gonna roll with it okay no because i think menacing is you just yeah well if a nigga got a sword to hit you upside the head while you sleep he is menacing that's a menace yeah it is fuck dennis the menace that nigga the real menace he look like a white walker too i'm sorry what'd you say mike i'm sorry no, i was saying that's just menace the minute yeah <laughs> menace the menace he looked kind of like a white walker man with his eyes and shit oh shit yeah anyway uh he appeared in court thursday on charges of second degree assault um unlawful use of weapon and menacing attorney sam sammy sanchez was appointed to represent sexton and his next scheduled court date is march 9th according that to judge name. marcy atkinson what y'all wouldn't want a lawyer named sammy sanchez to defend mm-hmm. you in the court of law 
That's unfortunate, that's like right? That's what it sounds like. That's what it feels like. Sammy Sanchez comes in there. That's the plea deal happening. <laughs> I blame him for not going by Samuel Sam Sanchez. <laughs> you can't go by Sammy Sanchez, dog. Sammy is a grown man. You a grown man. Sammy, what you about to do? Magic tricks? Come on, man. You got to drop some of this shit when you get to be an adult. You a goddamn lawyer. You went to law school. <laughs> and somehow walked out and said, on my business card, put Sammy Sanchez. No way, buddy. Um, it, it found guilty. Uh, you know what it was? You know who fucked it up for Sammy Sanchez? Johnny Cochran. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Johnny Cochran fucked it up for him because he was like, oh, they, Johnny, Johnny, see, you can trust. That's the name you can trust. Like, no, we trust him because he was getting murderers off. Okay. Right. Totally different. Not to say. <laughs> Uh, if, if found guilty, Saxon faces a minimum of 70 months in prison. He was ordered held $100,000 a $100, bond due to his lack of ties to the community and a history of 13 parole violations. Um, he's also charged in another case with a DUII. DUII? What the fuck is the extra I for? I don't know. Ignorance. Yeah. That's ignorance. <laughs> Driving under the ignorance influence. Huh? <laughs> driving under the influence idiot uh <laughs> at the allegedly he blew a 0.14 blood alcohol um level uh during a traffic stop december 5th 2016 he faces up to a year in jail for this charge all right man M- mike tell them where to find you and where to find the tour dates and stuff so people mm-hmm. can show up okay yeah. um deceptive comic store it's live right now uh it's April 3rd, so tonight we're going to be in New York, New York. Uh, here are some of the cities we're going to. Brunswick, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Staunton, Virginia, Beckley, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Chapel Hill, Asheville, Wilmington, all North Carolina, Savannah, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Boca Raton, Florida, Louisville, Kentucky, Orlando, Florida, Cincinnati, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Highland, Indiana. If you're in any of those places, please come out. Just, uh, Check us out. Hit me up at Yo Mike Brown. Search the hashtag Decepticomics and make sure to check out Decepticomics.com backslash tour. So that's me, Mike Brown, Go to Break a Bone, Saron Russell, John Minus, and Dylan Stevenson. That is a great plug. I did it without fucking up. There we go. There you go, guys. Yeah, and when y'all do go, fans of the show, let them know that y'all heard it. Y'all heard them through us. Oh yeah, yeah. And don't yeah. be heckling and shit. Like be a good oh, no. audience. And tip. Listen to the yeah, tip your waitresses and shit. I want people to feel like we put yeah. positive people and make a great experience uh with our fans. And I know mm-hmm. some of our fans already went and tweeted us and everything. Mm-hmm. And they said they had yeah, a great also, time. I met this dude Charles who came out to the uh Somerville show and I I never met him before. I was like, Hey, you know, how'd you hear about it? He was like, Yo, I always listen to you on Black Eye Who Tips and I was like, I'm gonna come out to a show when you're in my area and he came out. So That's beautiful. Thank you guys. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Tanya. Tanya tweeted that mm-hmm. she went and saw him too. Thank you, baby. Uh, we appreciate yeah. y'all support me so much to these people that we bring on this it show, does. man. All right. We out of here until tomorrow. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.